Welcome to the Prime Talk with your hosts, Dan and James. Welcome to Grog Talk. Welcome. Uh, this is episode 21. Uh, I'm James. I'm Dan. So uh, we, we've had a good run of the uh, DM discussion series, right? Three weeks we had uh, three great guests. But uh, this week we're going to fly solo and maybe someone will call in or uh, text us saying they want to be part of the excitement that is a Grog Talk. Uh, how was your week? It went better than your players' week, right? Yes, unfortunately, it was a it was a tough week. You know, I've, I've I guess maybe I've been feeling a little uh, like I was missing out. A couple of the DMs, you and DM John, others, Carlos. After I was really inspired last week, how he murdered us. So I yeah. I used some of the tips that I took our own advice, and um, six out of the nine players that we had uh, didn't survive uh, last week. So so what you're saying is you, you didn't let them know this was an incomprehensible that. That night session was an incomprehensible death session? Well, for some it was incomprehensible. I will say this part. Uh, this is technically inco- part one of incomprehensible death. Um, so the party has a uh, portable hole that uh, <clears throat> some, someone gave out before I took over. And it's been, it's been very good, but also uh, a thing that fixed a lot of problems. Wait, did I give that out? Uh, you and Ed gave that out. That must have been Ed. When did, yes. when did that get given out? Ed, Ed gave it out. I, I think it was Ed. I remember. Gave yeah. it out a portable hole. So they have a portable hole, and uh, let's just say the, the, a series of bad rolls, they didn't have good rolls. A number of them were either knocked out or killed. Um, now, there's something uh, I don't know how familiar you are with portable hole, which, by the way, we are going to be talking about magic items today and swords. So this is kind of apropos. Um, there's a little uh, problem with a portable hole once it's closed. Do you, you recall what the issue is with a portable hole after it's closed? No, I wouldn't even know. How, how do you close a portable hole? It's what like, does a portable hole look like? So, well, it looks like a handkerchief or a piece of cloth, and you fold it out, and once it's folded out, it becomes a hole that's 10 foot deep by 6 foot wide in a oh. circle. And so how do you close it just by yeah, folding it up like a napkin? You, yep, you fold it up either inside or outside. You start unfolding it, and you, you make it into a napkin. Um, other than perhaps leaving it at a restaurant That's right. or a tavern or nan, whatever. I, no, you know, like an umbrella or your, your, your cord to your phone. No. Is that, that's like one of the most common items left in taverns, I believe it is. What, the portable hole? Yeah. <laughs> so there's is... like a box behind the counter. They have a box of portable holes. Can you claim which, which portable hole? Mine's a tartan. <laughs> like, has a, yeah. Right. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, we don't have I'll that just one. take this one. So, uh, unfortunately, with the portable hole, it, once it's closed, the, it, the, it creates this interdimensional space. And um, so I'll, I'll keep going. I'll explain in a second. But for those, so we, they put the live and dead characters in the portal hole, they, the, three, the two that survived. They closed the hole up, and they went to hide out. Uh, but that took about 30 minutes for them to get there. Wait, now somebody, so, so, you can, so people can jump in a portable hole. And someone else can pick up the hole and take it, move. You need to remember to leave somebody on the outside, right? That, that would be, that's very important. And then the other thing is someone has to remember that you have to open the thing every few minutes so that they can get air. Oh, there's no air. Well, there's the fixed air that's in there. That's and, it. And when you have a number of players and uh, parts of fire giants, that they had cut up because, unfortunately, during the battle, uh, a number of fire giants partially fell into the hole, so they had to basically lop off parts to stuff everything into the hole, so they asphyxiated the ones who survived. So part part of the fire giants 
fell into the hole? Yes, they had uh, uh, another magic item they used, uh, oil of slipperiness, they'd put on the floor uh, in front of the hole, and what happened was the fire giants ran towards them, they slipped, and parts of them fell into the hole where they were summarily killed by the, uh, by the, yeah, but then they had the challenge of, you have half fire giants sticking out of the hole, like a clown car of death, as we were calling so it. So you said parts, so like a leg is in the hole, but right. the rest of their body's out? Yeah, they basically start cleaving the, they uh, took the sort of sharpness that the, one of the characters had and started just hacking the limbs off so they could remove some of the bodies so that the rest of it could fit in the hole because they couldn't pull out everything. So there was just, it was a disgusting they scene. They dismembered? This giant, so they could stuff Giants. the piece, that piece, so it could fit. Right, so they could close the hole. Because basically, imagine this hole. There were two giants they had killed that were still stuck in there. Uh, you had a thief. You had uh, a thief, a gaseous magic user who couldn't come back. And uh, who was the third character? There was a third character. Anyway, so you have this scene that they couldn't close the hole because there was these you know par partially exposed giants out there. So they. Uh, and they're like, I can't close it. And they're like, I can't. I can't. There's yeah. a giant right. waste. Right, it's just like, yeah, if you're, like, you're trying to get to your luggage, you know, you're trying to cram everything in there. there. So they basically started hacking the thing until they could stuff everything in there. Wait, well, what happened to the giant when it fell into the hole? So is it it's still alive? I mean, yeah, it slipped in. Yeah. It got hurt, but then they yeah. the, the yeah. one fighter left beat it down. So there was one ranger and one thief left at the end. And so, unfortunately, a couple of the characters had been knocked out but not killed. They were in the hole. Uh, and then they asphyxiated, so they don't know why they died. I mean, they, I guess they remembered how, how they got knocked down. They figured they were dead when they got beat down, but they really don't know how they died. They died by asphyxiation, Oh, which is horrible. So, yeah. Because they, they, they didn't get them out of there in time. No. How did you know, how, how did you know when they died from asphyxiation? Well, it's, you're, it, the DMG says you have about a turn of air. Oh, it lets you know. Oh, so it's not long at all. No. That's what, 10 minutes? That's right. And clearly, 10 minutes had passed. Yeah, it was about 30 or 40 minutes, yeah, that went by. And did they realize, they didn't realize this was happening? No, they, but they've, you know, that's the problem is, um, I watched another video, I, I should, that may be my suggestion, is... Uh, Watch somebody else's video? Right. <laughs> that's exactly right. That was going to be my, you took mine. Oh, I thought yours was watching, listen to another podcast, okay. Yeah, you'll do the video, I'll do the podcast. Right. And, um... There was one about basic players 101, and, and one of the tips is know what other people's stuff is. Now, they had done this whole trick of putting people in the hole and having to open them every few minutes. So um, they should have, the, player, the characters who were alive should have known that. You can't knock. You hear like a knocking? Well, they were knocked out. They were unconscious. <laughs> it, was, it was basically a horrible, they oh. were like human traffickers who had knocked out their cargo, and it was, it was terrible. So you oh. can just imagine this hole full of, Dead and deceased, uh, dying characters and parts of fire giants. It was, yeah, it was, you really, you're, yeah, you you learned a lot from Carlos. Yeah, I I, uh, I took his I took his challenge to heart. So um, anyway, this today when we as we uh, start up our thing uh, today with our our exciting um, word of recall segment. Word of recall. We are going to talk about magic items. We're going to pick up where we started, um, uh, you know, back a few weeks ago before our DM discussion series. And so we're going to talk about magic items. But first, uh, I forgot. I even have it on my list here. We have our uh, new segment called Random Encounters. Random Encounters. 
<laughs> oh, and uh, I'd like to mention where we're broadcasting from today. Oh, yeah. Where, right? Well, we're from the Dragon's Lair in the city of Barnicus. Oh, bet. Uh, which is in the kingdom of Keystone at the mouth of the Mayforks River. And our thanks to Herman II, uh, the Duke, for having us. And uh, we well, haven't Herman the first. Did we ever meet him? Well, no, I don't think we know. That was long ago. So, mm, no. Okay. This, is our, this is our first time to Barnicus. Uh, oh, okay. And they've been uh, very pleasant to us. So, okay. But uh, enough of that. On to our random monster encounter. And I'd like to mention, I think we missed an opportunity last time. We did, huh? We did, because we rolled a pill giant. Yeah. And we had a, a watcher or a listener mm -hmm. texted yeah. in and said, G1, a classic. Right. And I think, you know, we didn't talk a lot about G1. Now, I know we really, we can't go back. Well, we could. It's our well, show. We right? do whatever we want. <laughs> right. I hope so. So, uh, well, our fans, you know, there's a certain standard they expect from us. But... We could go back, but I think we did miss an opportunity there because we we could have talked about G1, right. what an impact it had. You're running the G series. You finished right. G1. I did. Uh, I think almost everybody has probably either run or been through G1. So, But no, we missed that. So on right. to the... I think it's a good... This is a good segment. We're just going to have to work on it some more. It is. Well, I like the fact that we found out that the Hill Giant... And you know what? I'm even tempted to double check that. The Hill Giant is common. Yes. I still don't... I find that so hard to believe... I need to double check it to make sure we don't need. There it is. You know, it just doesn't need to be something where I, uh, where, where we correct it. Yeah, common. Yeah. The other rare stone giants are uncommon. Frost giants are rare. Fire giants are uncommon, and cloud giants are rare. So unless one of the other giants, one of the other books. Well, is, it's interesting that fire giants are more common than frost giants. Uncommon. That's right. That's right. So to me, that's even more scary that they are uncommon. Yeah. But so the hill giants are, yeah, they're the orcs of the hills. Basically. They're everywhere. Right, they, they're ubiquitous. So in, so in G1, when you get rid of those giants, it's basically like, okay, thanks, now go get that other group over there. Right. And then that other group. It'd be like taking out a group of orcs. Yeah, it's the three little pigs. You start with the straw and you move up to the yeah. stone, the brick. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right, are we ready to do our roll? I'm do you ready. want to do I, the roll? No, uh, yeah, I'll roll while you, while you drive. And we're, we, we agreed to do... Against Monster Manual 2, because that, that has the most accepted uh, encyclopedia of monsters. If, if you choose to use monsters in the Monster Manual 2. But also Fiend Folio. Is Fiend Folio part of your canon or not? Mm. No, I wouldn't. No. I like the Fiend Folio, but I like the Fiend Folio monsters when they're used in the adventures where they may have been, been created, because okay. they fit that milieu. I don't know that... They fit just, you know, randomly walking, you know. I don't think, you know, yeah. I, I, well, the carbuncle. I mean, or really? carry a column would be hard to just walk randomly. You see, I don't even know what that is. It's a, it's a monster that looks like a column. <laughs> no, I, you know what I do like, though? Isn't there always, like, the, sh the sheet phantom? Yes, the sheet phantom. You tuck up at the tavern, and then you wake up in the middle of the night, and the sheet the is above. Sheet's above. That's great. That's a good one. I like the sheet phantom. Yeah, that's right. the pillow, or the pillow monster. Oh, that's a different thing. Okay, so we're gonna. So what did we say? One to... I'll handle it, buddy. Well, what oh. it is... Well, oh, I'm sorry. I should know. I should just roll, right? It's a D8. Yeah, because you don't... Yeah, you have no idea. Well, a I D8. Kinda, four. You are in a dungeon, oh, sir. I love it. I love it. Okay. Very appropriate for a show dealing with... Dungeons and Dragons. That's okay, right. but you got to roll. So now I need you to roll. Okay. A let me tell you because it's going to be the mon a D10 for the monster level. Four. Okay, monster level four. I need you to roll a die twenty. All right. 
A lot of rolling in dandy. It's very exciting to listen to Three. rolling. I don't know what this is. Oh, there you go. Oh, wait a second. I've already screwed up. Uh-oh. See, because why does it do this? It's the 2 to 20. Uh, so you got to roll that. You got to roll. A 2D10. You, you yeah, exactly. 2D10. Sorry. I think actually on that one it says D8 and a D12. And I think, oh, really? I think the reason is is because it skews um, oh, a yes. certain way. Hang on. You're right. All dice scores are produced from the sum of one 8-sided or one 12-sided to be, and one 12-sided. You're absolutely right. And I was going to explain that during the last session, but we, we were having such a good time with Carlos. My... It says two to twenty. Normally, you would, as a DM, do two to you would do two d ten, and you'd add the sum. Here, you get two to twenty, but because one's a d twelve, which is and one's a uh, so the it skews a little. It does right. It it basically uh, let's see. One is eleven, and this is uh, thirteen six point five. Um, well, the eight so, so the eight's four and a half, right? Right, at four and a half and six. I don't know. It basically um, you're going to get. Uh, oh, so it's numbers only... that kind of average nine, ten, right. and eleven are going to be more likely. I think is what. But what's interesting is two die ten, and I know this is this is probably the most fascinating discussion right. we've ever had, other than doors. Um, is two die ten is going to skew, still going to average too. Right. So, yeah. but he likes a different average here. I think somehow the average is this. I think it's obviously the same because this is four point five, and this is six point five, which is 11. eleven. No, and... not ten, but as opposed. Oh. And the other one's 11. So they sh the averages are the same, but somehow he wrote down here that you're going to get more of a certain number. Yeah. Well, you know, you could figure it out, obviously. Right. Someone who's good at Someone math has out there. Who, yeah. Who, kids, this is why you play D&D, so you can work on right. that. Right. Yeah. Explain to us why you would use the 8 and the 12. But I think there's a different... Well, I w but that's why, we, that's why I remember saying D8 and D12. So. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Roll all right. So ignore that rule of a 3. Oh, that's that right. That monster went by. All right, so a total of six. That's pretty low. Yeah. I do not know what this is. Okay. Oh, wait, no, I do. I was looking at the wrong number. <laughs> oh, I definitely know what this is. All right. The owl bear. Oh. That's, that's a classic. That's still, we, we're, we're totally going. Uh, we're totally doing the cool things, uh, classics. Today's random encounter is owl bear. Okay, well. Well, you know what we have to get out, don't you? Yes. Where is it? B2? Yeah, that too. First, well, Art and Arcade, here. Art You'll find the owl bear, right? Okay. I'll look, you have B2 yep. around here? Oh uh, yeah, it's, it's in the stack of things, like the purple one right so there. So the owl bear, right, if I recall correctly, was famously came from a, a little toy, toy. a, a toy that's monster, right? right? Uh, that guy Gax had for that's, his kids, is it, or something like that? That's, that's right, a bunch of plastic ones, yeah. And you're right, in B2, Classic keep on the borderlands. There's an owl bear in B2, right? In one of the caves. Absolutely. Do you remember what cave? The cave letter? Here. So uh, it's, it's the, the owl bear is down here somewhere in the G area. Oh. It's, a, uh. it's in cave G. So for those who are on page 66 of the Art and Arcana, you can see uh, they talk about the origins of the owl bear boulet or bullet uh, and rust monster. So here is, it has the plastic figures that look like them. And right. then the Bell's 1975 Owlbear from Greyhawk bears no resemblance to the plastic inspiration of Sutherland's version of the cover from 1977. So this is, this is the original Owlbear. Look. look. Literally look like cat's head with a bear in it. Do you see that? Isn't that cool? Very yes. Very, interesting. Very unusual. So I'll 
On page 66, for those who are playing at home, you can see that uh, one looked more like a uh, bear, like the California bear on the, on the um, flag. This one looks like more bipedal standing up grizzly bear. This one looks like it's you know, like a bear normally that walks on all fours. Yeah, so the, uh, the owl bear that ended up in the monster manual looks like the little P- plastic figure, figure the little that's plastic right. one. But so was the, that drawing, was what year that drawing? That, the drawing was Bell from uh, uh, 1975, and then this is from the Monster Manual, obviously, from 1977. So that's interesting why the drawing didn't bear a resemblance to the little figure, because I would have thought that, I thought the figure was the inspiration. So it was introduced in Greyhawk, but, the, but while the Rustmaster has no illustration in Greyhawk, the pamphlet does contain a portrait of a owlbear, so I don't have Greyhawk. And this 1975 Greyhawk looks nothing like the later version done two years later by Sutherland for the Monster Manual. Southern, Sutherland's rendition clearly used one of the plastic cars for its model. Oh, so that, yeah, that's interesting. So there was an owl bear drawn in Greyhawk yep. before what we know of as what we think of as it's the classic. The classic. Owlbear. That's right. It's not classic. So if you're playing O D and D, does that mean that you should be you'd be using the uh, the earlier version that that's doesn't right. look like what we think of as an owlbear. But then later, it kind of changed again. I mean, look at the different editions. I'm going to hold, can I hold, yeah. I'm gonna hold yeah, I can the hold side it. of that, and yeah. I can hold the side yeah. of that. So it changes different editions from the bear, more bear with just an owl head, yeah, back to more of a, another creature. And then no, you stop. No, that's all you need. Okay. We're done. Oh, there's the rest of the We don't matter. It doesn't matter. It's past 1985, oh, right? Okay, that past, that's true. Past 1985? 89 is this second. Here, can I just go oh, ahead? This, these are the only two that matter. Can we just tear some, just, just the rest of this book off? Well, you, why does, I don't, think it, I don't think it's in chronological order. I just think it's random. Don't you remember? I don't, don't rip my book up. Okay. Or else I have to take your present back, which I think would be rude. No, no it would be very rude. Here, I'll put it over here. You're very particular. <laughs> don't touch anything on the desk. <laughs> that Take your hands off so it. Jeez. Funny. So That's the owl. Funny. So the owl bear is somewhere here. It's going to be. I used to. You know, the owl bear's den. That's right. Thirty-four. Thirty-four. Let's see if you're. You're good. Cave G. Cave G. Think, you're good. How do you remember that? I, just, I I ran this thing two years ago. I must have read it. It took months to go through just one cave. I must have read every cave because I had no idea what cave you're going to go to. So I had to read every cave every time we played. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember G, but you remember G. I remember G because, well, when you're, when you were, you know how some people, they, you heard like your forefathers and your grandfathers say they played with sticks and mud. This mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons was my sticks and mud. I had only a few books when I was much younger, 12 or 13. I had the three core books and I had the basic series. So I've probably read B2 and ran B2 a dozen times. So I'm pretty familiar with it. So, so I think that's why people love B2 mm-hmm. is because they remember going through, for many people, it was the first adventure they Absolutely. went through. Do you think B2, you're supposed to really spruce it up and give meaning to why all the monsters are there? Do you think it was just a skeleton or do you think you just, you don't ask questions, you just, you run it, it's not meant to make a lot of sense why all these baddies are there doing their thing. I don't recall us ever having this issue, at least being younger, trying to glean the, the, the rat, you know, what's my purpose here? I don't think the, you know, it's, what's my motivation for this scene? We never, we never had that. We, we just assumed there were caves and there were bad guys and bad guys, you went and, and got and killed them. Not why an orc was 
sit next to the thing. You know, you took things at face value. I think the module says all these creatures live there, and you just said, oh, it's like an apartment complex. You know, we right. lived in apartment right. complexes right. in New York. So it wasn't like, you know, you didn't know who you're, you didn't have a choice who your neighbor was, and it was very eclectic. So, you know, oh. your neighbor could be an ogre, and the next one could be a hobgoblin. That's okay. I and like I, that. And I came from New York City, too, so we had, a, you know, the United Colors of Bennington. Um, you know, it wasn't all one race or one ethnicity. We had all kinds of folks there. So for, for so, me, me so you personally. Looked, so you looked at the case of chaos and you said. Queens. New York. Yeah. Queens. It's Queens. <laughs> it's a case of chaos. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Different neighborhoods. Right. And, Some yeah. parts are place you shouldn't go to and other parts mm-hmm. seem perfectly reasonable. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you know, I, I probably would say the adventurers were more like the cops trying to clean out the caves of chaos, which they were the bad guys. You know, if I was, I was basically oh. an orc in this case. Yeah, you know, it'd be great an adventure. Do be too, and you're like a cop on the beat. You, you're you're just, you're patrolling. You're like a security guard of the caves of chaos. Right there, you go. You know, yeah. Uh, well, I wish I thought of it that way when I ran it because I was trying to make sense out of it. And I, it well, that's because we're older now and, we, and we've been exposed to all these great stories that have these arcs and everything else. It was, uh, and, and I think you have to remember too. Um, did you play a lot of the old video games in the '80s, the Dungeon and Dragons inspired video games? No, I was just like Frogger and uh, Dig Dug. So they had, you know, they had Zork, which was more of a text adventure game, sort of uh, Farlon and Temple of Apshai. They had some story. But you had to read them. Uh, but most of the module, the adventures were very rudimentary because of the technology. And they basically you went in, you got stuff, and you got out. So it was very familiar. They all tied in together. It wasn't a whole lot of story. It was more of just you, uh, you, you didn't need a lot of purpose. You know what, your purpose was to collect stuff and kill things. Well, you said D&D. How, how you described it back in the old days? You'd say, what, you, you kick down the door? Right, you kick down the door and, and kill the orc that was behind it. Right. So, we didn't need a whole lot of motivation. What's my motivation? Kill stuff. Um, so yes. So the owlbear. I mean, and um, an owlbear has claimed many uh, a, a victim. These things are nasty. Do you want me to ask you some questions? So yes, go ahead. Okay, because you know I don't always mean to be the one asking the questions. Because but you can ask me. I would know nothing. Um, owlbear's frequency. I'm going to say they're rare. You are correct. No, I think this is interesting. Number appearing. Uh, one to three. It's two to five. Wow. But now the question, and I understand B2 is basic. Right. I get that. But there's only, and, and again, spoiler. I mean, if you're listening to this video, you've probably right. been through. You keep on the borderlines. There's just one owlbear here. So what's yeah. that all about? Well, fortunately. I never understood why frequency is two to five. Well, you can't have one? No, you can't. Oh, apparently in that one you can't, which doesn't make any sense because it explains how an owlbear is created. Oh, yes, we'll get to that. And now I think this is interesting. Do you know what its special attack is? Uh, hugging. That's, it, 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 <laughs> loves, it, loves, it loves people. It's a, li- it's a little deceptive. Right. Special attack. Oh, hug. It's hugging. It's not good. It's, it's, it's wants, it just wants to give hugs. Right? <laughs> How many hit dice? A lot of hit dice. Uh, is it five plus three? Wow, you're close. Five plus two. Five plus two. Okay. You are good. Number of attacks? Well, it has two, and then if you, if both of them hit, you get the hugging attack. Yeah, and it's and I'll just go ahead. Uh, we have one to six, one to six, then two to twelve. Low intelligence, neutral alignment, large size. The ha- horrible owl bear. It. I, I. This is what I loved about the charm mm-hmm. of these books. Probably the result. Yeah, probably. Like we don't know. Right. Like, isn't Drow like still just a rumor in one of the books or yes. something like that? Like, it's never been confirmed or something like Absolute, that? Absolutely. And not only that, in, in 
the module I'm running, G3, um, it specifically says don't give out too much information about the drow that this, because this would be the first time they would be exposed to the drow. Because the idea of the G series is your spoiler, the the drow are behind the giant uprisings, but they're like an invisible hand that does this. this is, and this would be the first time they're actually going to see some drow. Yeah, right, right. Uh, and you, only through legend lore or others, unless they use certain things, would they get some information. You're not supposed okay. to get that out till the very end. So it's the big reveal. The big reveal, which for I'm sure all your players is not much of a reveal. No. Uh, the, probably the result of a genetic ex result of genetic experimentation by some insane wizard. They inhabit the tangled forest regions of every temperate clime, as well as subterranean labyrinths. They are ravenous eaters, aggressive hunters, and evil tempered at all times. So they're 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 neutral, but they are evil tempered. They're not evil. Right. right. I kind of view myself that way. Right. I'm neutral. I'm not right. evil. Right. But I am evil tempered. You can be. Yeah, you've seen it. I've seen it. Um, they attack prey on sight, which is consistent with B2. Because right. if you rouse this you know what they say? You know what they say? What is what is Don't the don't wake. Don't poke the don't, bear. Yeah, don't poke that's right. Don't poke the owl bear. Don't poke the owl bear. Mm -hmm. And don't don't wake a sleeping owl bear. Don't because, spit in the wind either, kids. This is there's our and don't, for don't do drugs. Yeah. Except for pipe weed. Apparently that's okay. Hobbit pipe weed. Do you think was that it was supposed to be was it it was a, it was a drug. It was, okay. yeah, it was it more so than just tobacco? I believe so. It well had, then don't it, do the pipe it, weed. It had some relaxing connotation. Now, whether it was just like a normal pipe that people had that was relaxing or it actually had some uh, anesthetic quality. Don't do the pipe Can you just weed get then. the oil? Can you just get the pipe weed oil? What's pipe weed oil? Well, cannabis oil. That's the big thing nowadays. Oh, I don't... I, 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 nothing what, what do you do? Oh. Nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. What I do is... I, I, re I continually click on our YouTube to see how many subscribers. Yeah, you can. And it doesn't go up. Yeah, and I just sit there all day. That's Why terrible. isn't it going up? That's terrible. Please help Dan. <laughs> Please like and subscribe. Save me. Save him. He's got, a, he's got plenty of years to live. This, he can wait till he goes to the old folks' home and press refresh. No, 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 no. You shouldn't subscribe because if people subscribe, then I'll keep watching. Eventually, you know, it's like a crying baby. Oh, I see. If yeah. you just ignore it, yeah, it'll just yeah, go away, okay. right? Okay, that makes, well, I, well yeah. babies don't go away. Well, they yeah, walk I, off. I'm a little concerned that you would, ah. Uh. We're losing viewers, aren't we? Ah, oh, look at that. David Thompson's like, he thought it was a legend. Oh, sorry, we spoiled it. He thought it was what? Dave, Dave. The drown? He didn't know about the drown? He didn't know about it. We just spoiled it. Oh, man. Like Christmas is ruined. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's too bad. Uh, Crazy. We're, so, so basically at this point in time, we're doing more harm than good. Right. I'm not sure we're helping. Well, I, I just a, another quick segue. So yeah. I'm, you know, we are, I'm, I'm the administrator. You're the administrator of the Facebook presence of this giant or organization. I do the Twitter side. Yeah. And someone was mentioning first edition and uh, they're now watching our videos. So uh, that's it. Yeah. That, that's, hey, that's one more person. That's one more view that you don't have to click on. Well, that's true. So yeah, so owl bears. So yeah, they're uh, exceedingly terrible. They're weird. They're yeah, weird. They are weird. You know, it, I'm telling you. So if the owl bear was in the fiend folio, mm -hmm. what kind of reaction would the owl bear get from a lot of people? Uh, I think it would be nonsense. I th right. I think that's right. Well, I well again, in order of, uh, I thought again, Monster Manny was kind of the had a, more of a holy thought of it. It's it was the part Monster of the, It was part of the trilogy, right? The yeah, three, the three that's books. That's right. Um, the Fiend Folio, there were some that were very good, to your point, that, but they did, 
there was a spin on it. And now that I've spent a lot more time um, listening to a lot of uh, podcasts, a lot of them originate in England, I'm getting the take of the English way. And like David said, uh, when he played over there, they have, you know, it's just a different take on storytelling and role playing. And so a lot of it makes a lot more sense now. But I, re I remember the Fiend Folio, you know, the Drow, the Death Knight, the uh, Revenant. Revenant. Yes. Um, yes. There was a few really cool monsters, and then some oh. of them were ridiculous. And it's, oh, and it's a great cover. The cover's fantastic. Yeah, the co is this oh, the Gith Yankee? Gith Yankee's awesome. That's a great cover. Yeah. Without question. Um, Oh, and it has, yeah, and it has, well, no, I'm sorry, Animal Skeleton is Monster Mano 2, I think, right? Yeah, Which I is think the one so. Positive Coffer Corpse, there's, I mean, there's a lot of good ones. It just had a different feel to it. It just didn't, it didn't have, I mean, maybe because I saw it years later than the Monster Man. it just, it didn't have, it was a different vibe, so. Well, and I like, oh, I liked the Hellcat, I liked just giant things. The Horfox, we were just talking about we that. We were just killed by Horfox. Uh, you, you popped that page open, the Horfox popped, the, actually, the Horfox. Yeah, look, and it's looking at us, like. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha. You're dead. You know, it really was incomprehensible because I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> Bro, it was. This is the good thing about me not having played for 29 years. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you had no idea. No, it really, I died not knowing what had happened. Uh, yep, they, I'm like, what the, What went wrong? Right. What the heck is this stuff? So. Well, you saw my face. I'm like, uh oh. I think, at first I didn't get it, but then when he, when he used the word brown mold, I'm like, well, we are. Well, oh, thank you, Vic. Yes, we are. Uh, we keep uh, arranging stuff and rearranging. He's saying our our interior decorating is is, is improving. Is improving. Yep. Absolutely. Our wives, our wives have complained. Uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of good stuff in here. I like the uh, giant bat. I like giant. I love stuff. Giant. Exactly. Normal. Right. Blood hawk is, is terrible. We, uh, Vic's talked about the blood hawk. That thing's a terrible. Creep. You were killed. That was a blood hawk. Was in the halls. Blood hawk has killed Bane. one of my characters. Well, you shouldn't have, you know what they say, don't go shooting the robe or something, or shooting the bird. Shooting don't poke the bird. The bird. Don't you guys poke, poke the bird. The bird. That's right. There's a bunch of, there's birds gnawing on this creature, yeah. and you guys wanted the robe, Look, there's, and you, you shot at it. And, and I'm going to, that's going to be part of my suggestion. It's very simple. When one character starts going off and doing something, someone's going to die. It's, in that case, one of the characters wanted to get the robe from the, uh, what was it, the uh, Tyson Thane's body, was it Tyson? His bodyguard. Right. Yeah, the bodyguard, yeah. Right, he he had he had captured the robe. Can I? Yes, can I? you can put it back. This is a classic. Shouldn't this be up there? Sure, if you want. If it's gonna fall on you later, but that'll be good. All right, that's good. You know, you can't. It's not. It's not a. It's not AD and D though. It's basic. No, that's right. So yeah, you you poked the uh, you poked the birds, and they were bloodhawks. So if you have any experience with. An owlbear, a story about the owlbear, you should uh, send it in, right? Yeah, if you've got an owlbear uh, thing, let, we'll, we, let us know what you're talking about. That's why we put it out here, talking the discussion about how you've ran owlbears, your experience with them, because they are um, tier one to tier two uh, creatures, meaning from first to sixth or seventh, you could use them either as the big bad or mm -hmm. one of the big creatures. Um, they are like the ogre um, bug bugbears, they are, once you get past the initial first level, they're the ones you're like, uh oh, you have to decide if you're gonna fight them or not. A minotaur, that's kind of, minotaur and owlbear always seem to, like, in, and I think it's because of B2, that you, um, they're, they're right next, they're near each other. So mm -hmm. it was, oh, you had a trouble with the owlbear, then all of a sudden you hit the minotaur, which could, again. That was nasty. Well, the case of chaos, where, well, again, I mean, we're giving away spoilers, but I think most people have been through it, though apparently, 
Apparently, we don't know about drow, so we've well, already screwed, screwed right. somebody up with the drow. Is that those caves could be a very different uh, dangerousness. Right. And you walk into the wrong cave. Well, like you said, it's like Queens. It's like an apartment complex in Queens. You, or, you know, you walk in one, it's a nice family who's just trying, or you could have like a Jeffrey, uh, Jer- Jeffrey Dahmer thing. He was in Milwaukee, but, <laughs> you know, or he's eating people. Now you're being a little rough on Queens, aren't you? I live there. Right. I, think, I think I can make fun of my own, my own home. Gomez. All right. Exactly. So, All the, right. so the owlbear. So we'll try to work the owlbear in as much as possible. Exactly. To make up for our This is like improv theater. Yeah, give us a, you know, a monster and give us a scene. So, yeah. So there's an owlbear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. uh, take my owlbear, please. Owlbear. Hello. I'll be here all week. Are we going to have to hug at the end of this? Uh, <laughs> Didn't we talk about hugging last time? I that's think true. So. Oh, that's I right. So. You, I got the letter from HR. That's right. <laughs> it's our yeah. HR department. That's right. No more hugging. <laughs> Send me a letter. No more hugging. Don't hug James. That's he doesn't true. like it. And you know, our D10 is going to be, I think we have to put a minus one on our D10 if you hug me when we do our, how well we did for the, oh. For the thing. Oh, that's right. We're going to rate, oh, we're rating ourselves. That's right. We have to self-rate. Or you know what? We can have our listeners who are listening to roll a D10. <laughs> They could just tell us what they rolled. Yeah, I don't trust I rolled them. a one. Oh, well. Ah, that's right. Albert walks into a bar. Exactly. <laughs> Two Alberts walk into a bar. Two. They always, they always go in pairs. So that is an interesting thing. Well, you know, just real quick. Uh, when, as a DM, do you uh, not follow the guidance of the official book? So in this case... Gary did not, he only put one owlbear in. He didn't follow the standard minimum, which is two. Well, I, th- I think... I mean, he's got exceptions because he wrote the game, but... I mean, I know this is going to sound strange because I'm talking about an owlbear, mm-hmm. but anytime it makes sense. Anytime it makes sense. Well, that's not very helpful. <laughs> uh, good night, folks. Thank you. Yes, whenever it makes you sense. You know, when it makes sense that there would only be one owlbear. Well, what do you need to know? Well, the, I, I guess the other thing is it sounds... It sounds to me with that that it's a genetic thing, which again, there's this idea of genetic, and we talk about probably, probably of course. But then you have Marquesa who is doing experiments. This idea of scientist wizard, Mm -hmm. you really don't have that in the first player's handbook, except for in the monster uh, DMG. You have traditional Merlin kind of. There's not a whole lot of things that combine. The only things that Mm -hmm. are somewhat scientific are the polymorph spells, but it doesn't really talk about making new creatures, you could create, uh, uh, there you go, the description of number appearing in the monster says to practically ignore the value. Oh, okay, interesting. Ah, see? This is- oh, see, oh, see, so I say when it makes sense, and you mock me. I didn't mock you. And, and Thane Thompson. That's right, Thane Thompson. Says, he says, uh, what did he, practically, when it's practical, and you say that's very interesting. Right, I think it's very interesting because. But he said the same thing. I it's said. It's more legitimate in writing. That's well, and, and apparently it's Gygax. So let's look at it. Number appearing. Where is number? Number appearing indicates a good average spread. This number is furnished as a guideline only, ah. and it should be altered to suit the circumstances particular to this, any adventure. That's what I said. Did as, you say that? I think you didn't say it that way. As the need arises, it is not generally recommended to use in establishing the population of dungeon levels. It's almost okay. like from your mouth to the text there. Mm-hmm. Almost, but not quite. Yeah. Um, me and Guy Gax on the same wavelength. So well, there it is. Well, I hope not. Because so, uh, he's not with us anymore. So that would be sad. That would be I, sad. Then this show would get awful lonely for me. So, But I would move on. We have friends. I would just... 
Oh, there's great people ready to take over. Thane Thompson. That's right. Um, Baron, Baron Lysing. Lysing. That's right. We haven't. Get, Vic's got to give himself a, a, a title. So if, I think he's going to try to come on later. By the way, and uh, make a couple of our characters die incomprehensibly. So he can he can give us his uh, You're right. title at he'll, that point. He'll, I think he'll oversee the Big Sky region. Oh, but that is, that's a good area. You like that? Yeah. Like Lord of the Big Sky. Lord of the Big Sky, the Northern Lights or something like that. Yeah, Lord of the Northern Lights. He, is, he goes by many names. <laughs> when you're a, a legendary murderer. Yes. murderer. <laughs> AKA. That's right. Uh, torture of spouses. Yes. Um, you know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of good things to that. Okay. See, all three of us are watching. That's right. This is it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, but that whole idea of this genetic scientist wizard. I think we need to do some research on that because Marquesa was, was trying to get to, she was doing ex- surgery and experimentations and it's a mm-hmm. little, this, this derivation of science, and magic and technology are not that far off, right? That's a famous thing. Technology is advanced enough, with, is imperceptible mm-hmm. to magic. Um, some of this was played there and, and I guess apparently this is almost like a, an invasive species, the owlbear, that once it was unleashed in the wild, it just propagates. It does, it's not like... Oh, I see what you're... I say I'm a little slow here, but yeah, but wait a second. Yeah, well, you, don't you need an Adam and an Eve? That, that's the part I don't... Apparently, if you're having two to five, a wizard can't be just doing this themselves. There has to be... Uh, okay, Dr. Mangley, read the scar. Okay, very good. Lord of the 10,000 Mosquito Ponds. Hey, that's Florida, uh, Vic, but that's okay. He's... Uh, he's, he's Talking about that. But yeah, you so, come up with the titles. That's good. There probably wasn't, you know, wasn't there, was it Roger Moore? Who did the ecology series in Dragon? It was Roger Moore. I, he probably didn't do an ecology the owl, because how would you know? So, we have no information. Yeah, on so it. yeah, go on, someone go online. I feel like that, that there would was, be. Was there an ecology of the, of the owl there? But that would seem strange, because that would Love be. Life finds a way. Well, exactly. unless Roger Moore uncovered some information that had otherwise been covered before then. Well, ecology of the owlbear article. Yes. I'll click on that. Yeah, RPG Geek. Okay. Called you out. Dragon. Oh, oh 1995. 1995. That's, well, I don't it doesn't exist to me. That's, that, that, that's that fan issue, fiction at that, that point. That issue is dead to me. That's, well, it's not dead. It never lived. So there was, okay, so there is an ecology of the owlbear. That's so, when you know when you've jumped the owlbear. Yeah, so we, when, need, we need to figure out that. So our dear, dear lead, uh, listeners need to figure that. So... Talk about the owlbear. If you find interesting things, let's uh, talk. So today we're going to finish up magic items. Yeah. Yeah. And we're talking about, and, and we're specifically swords too, right? Well, not specifically, but swords and other miscellaneous items. Yes. Because I thought we were going to talk a little bit about just not only magical swords, but swords. What sword would you pick and why? Because I just always would be like, okay, long sword, short sword. I didn't, I would never give it a lot of thought. Right. So uh, well, are we power gaming, gaming or not power gaming? Well... We should power, well, I think you have to assume that you're going to have a power gamer. Okay. Right? I mean, the point of the power, you know, you as a DM have to try to control the power gaming, but I think you have to expect the players are going to power game. So I want to know what are my players going to be trying to do to get the best advantage? What's, so is there a best sword or do they, does each sword come with benefits and detriments? Are you playing the short game or the long game? Well, I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing the the long game. So not not a one off. You mean, but I'm playing right. a campaign. If you're playing a short game, uh, for the long game, is um, you go long sword. And and why so? So it's 
does good damage both against small and medium large and if you know the dungeon master's guide if 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 the swords are being rolled randomly 70% of all magic swords are long swords. Right, I saw that. That, that is something that I had no you'd mentioned it before and I'd forgotten about it that not only under swords on the magic table item table it lists a percentage it also does size for armor. Right. Human, elven, dwarf, right, right. gnome, and halfling, and so... People forget that, and, and that's where, again, um, you, if you want to kind of, in some ways, drive human-centric, uh, and I'm sure Gary did it intentionally, I can't imagine why he wouldn't, because he said the, proportion, the population is mostly human, a large percentage of the weapons and items are geared towards them, and so there are penalties for, and we'll talk about this, for rings and boots, some of them will not work with smaller hands or bigger hands. They, there's, a, there's a chance every time they're used, it may, either may not work at all or it may be a malfunction. Oh, okay. Uh, now, Thane Thompson. That's it. As Astrid says, the broadsword for the win. And I was going to ask you about that, James. Why not the broadsword? So this is interesting. The broadsword does slightly better damage than the longsword on small and medium. Right. It does two to eight yeah. instead of one to eight. Yet it does much less damage on a large creature than the longsword. It only does two to seven as opposed to one to twelve. Why would that be so? Do you have any right. idea I think it's why? Just the, the size, the type of the weapon that it is. And uh, um, I'm sure we could, one of our folks could could jump in on that. So you, you would have to make a judgment call about whether you think that you're going to be encountering a lot of large creatures or small, right? Or small right. and medium. Well, back to the short game, are we using armor class adjustment? That would be the next that's, question. Well, and that's, I just turned to that, right? Because that's, you know, in picking your weapon, that, bringing in the armor class adjustment, it seems to me, then really does make a difference for what weapon you want to pick. Because right. the better the sword, the better the, right, the better, and this is to hit, right? Yeah, this is to hit, it's right. not to damage. The better the hit adjustment. So the two-handed sword is amazing. Right. Uh, the it, short it, sword is not so good. Exactly. If the two weapons that give you the most pluses is, I think, the, besides the lance, I think is the halberd and the two-handed sword. Do you use another factor is the space required. Right. Do well, you that, use the space required? You know, John you has been doing that when he was attempting to use armor class adjustment. I think he's moving away from it because it's such a hassle. But um, I think it's something that if the if you do have a power gamer and who's going to use, because of course, why wouldn't you use the two-handed sword or a halberd? Well, then the space required is is important. It has you know it has a six-foot area that needs to be used for it. So they would be difficult to use in certain situations. And would you say so? The length is six feet. And the yeah, it's like Def Leppard when the you know when yeah. Joe Elliott's walking around with the giant sword. Probably that's a bastard sword, but you know it's a giant, it's basically a piece of iron. It's interesting that the length and the space required differ, um, and sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. The space required is than the length. So if you needed six feet, does that mean you need? Are you doing that a six foot radius? Basically, yeah. Wow. So that really affects. That basically means that when there could have been two party members attacking. Side by side, it's only one now, right? In or that if one has area? a spear, and yeah, if one has a spear and one has a sword, that probably work. But if they're both using big swords, you would say, well, "How are you doing that? How are you?" Right. Because it's you know, it, it's you're envisioning these kind of broad strokes that the person is using to attack with two-handed. And, so, the, and the speed factor. Uh, and the makes speed is also well. Again, if you're using speed factor. On and you only use that typically on if you have simultaneous initiative, correct? 
I'm sorry? You tend to use speed factor only if you have simultaneous that's, initial, right? That's what the rule says, but that's one out of every six times if you get simultaneous initial. That's true, that's true, okay. So these are, so those, those would be the factors. I think traditionally we always felt we were gonna get magic items. Swords were most likely to be longsword, that's why we picked the longsword. Got it, okay. So shall we shift but to? But there's, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, it, like, and like our Thane said, uh, speed factor of 10, you know, if you played it by the book, um, and this is where it's interesting. You really need to have a good DM and good player relationship. So you've got the halfling with the dagger, the human fighter with a two-handed sword, simultaneous initiative. Yeah. You could argue the, I think the, the dagger's a two or a three for uh, speed factor. He, he should get three attacks. You can, that's right, because you have a chance to get multiple attacks. But the range of a dagger is like this. How is he getting, does, does, does he at least get one of the attacks? Because again, he's gonna have to move into his danger range. This is where the game kind of doesn't give you a lot of guidance. Well, and I think it tends to bog down. Right. If you start worrying too much about that. But, but that's, there's elements that you could add to the game if you chose to do that. It's right. just a question of, are you going to think down that rabbit hole, go down that rabbit hole, and make sure that um, your player is going to be comfortable with that? Because me as a power, yeah, I'm going to, I, I've, I've a lot of times if I have a high dex, I'm going to go around with two two daggers, so I get multiple attacks. So oh, in this case, like... what happens then? I have um, fighting a guy with a two-handed sword. I have two daggers and simultaneous initiative. Do I get like six attacks? Basically, you can see it like in the movies where the yeah. Jabbing in there, or you know, how, or do do I get the first? Does the guy get a swing first time, and then I get my six attacks? How does that work? Let's see. Weapon oh, is like, that, that rhetorical? Yeah, that's yeah, that is rhetorical. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I was know. waiting for the answer. Well, see, weapon length is mostly to do with charging. That's right. You need to use weapon length. With char that's how initially. Oh, who attacks first? Right. Exactly. Whoever goes first has right. Who has the uh, right the, the, the weapon length? Yeah. But again, this is where the reality versus the fantasy thing goes, and, and we never just. And I think there's something to be said about there's you know now we're talking about weapons. You know, there's the Ransour, which uh, uh, has a very unique capability. I think Member Lane was using one in your case. Well, that's a whole, that's an entire podcast as to how to interpret that, right? Because okay, yeah. what I think on AC8, right, right, it, it disarms your opponent. Weapon capable of disarming opponent on a score required to hit AC8. Okay, so here, so don't you, so here I am, I'm a, I've been DMing. Mm -hmm. I haven't played in 29 years. <laughs> I've never DMed. This is great. I've DMed for like a month. I think Ed is gone, so you know I was DMing with Edward, helping me out, and then he's off. He goes off to, to Turkey, and there I am, and Lane joins the group. Right. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm using Lancer. Just let you know." Right. And so I don't even know. He I don't think he mentioned it until like the attack happened. He was right. like, "Okay, I hit an AT8, so I've disarmed the opponent," and I'm all like, "What? <laughs> I don't even know what a Ransor is." That's right. What? What's happening? Yeah. At least, it, yeah, he's, he didn't pull out a. A lasso from the, the book that shall be not named or uh, man, no man no trap. oh no oh he did oh he had it oh and I want cow traps oh you want cow and I wasn't really sure what cow traps were <laughs> and I didn't use them very well but they were to the party's advantage I like so the pepperoni when I have a cow trap with yeah. pepperoni they're pretty good uh, sausage and pepperoni cow trap yeah. those are good yeah that's when I knew this is yeah I need to uh, I was smiling I was pretty funny yeah I'm like this is like yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Do you, do you, hold on, where is it? We're going to switch our podcast to the uh, basic version. I have the basic world. <laughs> the basic, I think, is for me. Yeah. Well, uh, well it's funny because we were, because again, this one of those people on Twitter, they, we were talking about surprise and converting it to percentages. And, you know, and people on Twitter, yes. they, they tend to be pithy and they have these little, 
uh, GIFs and images, and, the, and they have the Monty Python run away, run away, because it's just, it bogs down, it becomes so complicated. Yeah, you, right, when you have to adjust it, like so-and-so surprises this on this much, That's and then right. you get the Ranger, and you got to, right. Right, or, or you've got the Smith Devlin, who only get uh, 1D8, or, or the, oh, what was that one? It's the, it's the relative of the Beholder. Um, it's in Monster Manual 2. Not the Gas War. No, not the Gaspar. That's kind of a relative. That's the other relative um, that has, uh, it's like 1D, it's a oh, spectator. It's one, it only gets surprised on 1D12 or 1D8 or something. So you have to convert all this. Uh, so, oh, yeah. So David says two weapons only get an extra attack regardless of the number of attacks per round. That's interesting. Two weapons only get an extra attack. Oh, regardless of the, okay. See, I've not played it that way. And you have to also. That's a surprise, that's right. Yeah. Then you have to do percentages for monks. It's just insane. Right, and there's only, and you have to have a second, certain weapons can only use double attacks, right? So I feel like a hand axe. Hand axe and, and a dagger are the secondary? two that are talked about as secondary. Oh, okay. I say I talked about. Well, in the DMG it says hand axe or dagger. Oh, okay. But I've seen DMs argue as long as they're the same size or similar size, well, why couldn't you use a, a knife? Yes, did you know that the sword, there's a little asterisk next to... For the AC adjustment. By the way, this podcast is about magic items, which we haven't even gotten to yet, but go ahead. Hey, listen. They're lucky we're not talking about doors. Oh, that's true. Um, oh, somewhere there's an asterisk, and it said that you treat it like any uh, long thrusting weapon. Well, that's treated as long sort of. Yeah, so I don't know. You know it's, just, it's just disappeared. It's just disappeared. Remember that one? Oh, no, it's, it's there. It's in the notes. Mm-hmm. So the, the, oh, I'm sorry, the short sword includes all pointed cutting and thrusting weapons with blade length between 15 inches and 24 inches. Right. So. Well, that's the whole polearm discussion, which should be another thing. You know, why there's so the evolution of swords, right? If you've been to, you know, in our uh, Museum of Natural History or the Smithsonian, or you go some places where have very eclectic uh, sword collections or weapon collections, they have, you know, obviously hundreds of years of medieval history. There's been a lot of different versions. But only in the pole arms does Gary go through and, and you know, have whole areas of them, as opposed to just saying pole arm. Oh, yeah. These include ones with axes, one with you know, machetes on top of them, one with pugs on them, just pole arm. Nope, they have you know, the 20 of them. And of course, the classic uh, picture is from the Adventures Log, which had all the illustrations, which again, that's why you bought the Adventures Log. Yeah. I never had the Adventures Log. You're kidding me. Are his illustrations of all the weapons? Yes. Oh, I need. I need not know. Well, that. so I changed I my suggestion. Yes. I just got to write that down. I'm gonna look for that. Well, I'm gonna. We'll, well, I'll show you. That'll be our suggestion. Well, that's my. Thank suggestion. you. That's great. Uh, because my understanding is that the designations of the swords in the player's handbook are very general. That they're, you know, that the name. Right. I think, for example, I can't remember which one it was. Maybe bastard sword or broadsword. One of them was even later, like you know, 16th century, is like a basket sword and. So these seem to be very general names. <laughs> that's right. Unearth uh, so Arcana, omitted artifacts in the treasure table. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. That's, he, that's wait, what, but it, okay, but wait a second. But, we, but you can get it in the monster. You can get it in the DMG, right? Right. So we saw that, right? That you actually, there's, it's a 1% chance that you can get artifacts. Yes, I think Vic's comment is, is that there's no artifacts in the Unearthed Arcana. They expanded all the other ones, but they didn't add any more artifacts. Oh, okay, gotcha. gotcha. You wouldn't know that because you haven't read that book. I don't even have it here. I don't know why, right. why are you looking over well, there, it's not they, here. They can't see that over there. That's no. off okay. camera. All right, so magic items. Yes. 
magic items. So briefly about swords, I mean, the nicest thing about a magic sword, a dagger, of course, is it sheds light. Right. So that's, you know, we talked about that at one point. We've made the determination that, um, you know, when the first time you kind of get this, and it's interesting because it doesn't talk about that light emitting in the DMG. It talks about it in the player's handbook that it emits light. When you go, what page is that on? It is on page 102. 102, under right. light. Right. So that's the first time I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. okay. That makes sense, I guess. And even more reasons why you want a magic weapon, uh, a magic sword because, or dagger, because as a human, you need that. Uh, you have a light source that doesn't require a free hand, which is a huge deal. It is not. But I, I really think that students need... Uh, students. 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 Our students. Our pl uh, players need to remember that it's a pretty short radius. Even a long sword is 20 feet. 20 yeah. feet. It's less so, than a torch, it's less than a lantern. So you can say, okay, I'm not going to use a torch. I'm going to use just the long sword, but right. you're not going to be seen very far. And uh, we should do a whole segment on, a whole show on light sources. That's a whole other topic. About right. Is a torch, is it really a good idea? It gives off a lot of smoke. It's probably a terrible idea. But that's, that's another people discussion. Have, people have done videos on that because, again, that's the... the, the uh, Torches, at least the ones that we think about, you know, back in the day, they're very sooty. And, you know, if you've been in the forest, like many of us have, um, if you have the torch in front of you, you can't see anything because your eyes fixate. Oh, that's a good point. I thought about that. Yeah, so usually you should have the torch behind you so it can illuminate. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very specialized item, right? I mean, people, apparently people walking around would usually use candles or, yeah. or maybe a lantern, right, an oil lamp or something like it that. It was inefficient, it was too bright, it was all kinds of, all kinds of problems. But uh, we have this perception from TV and everything else that uh, people carry these giant, like they were gonna burn the village down or something. Right. Um, How do we get on that? Light, oh, light, because the swords. The gotcha. swords, okay. Right. So, Makes sense. So intelligence. So we're going right to intelligence. Well, is there anything more to talk about? I don't, I don't I didn't read through all the different swords because I don't like knowing about what weapons are out there and what magic items. I didn't do that for the magic items either because I like learning so about them, discovering zero, them. So zero prep on this. this. Well, but I, I feel like I needed to come up with a reason, an excuse. So, so why do I send you the topics early? I sent you a text message. <laughs> I said, what are we talking about? And you said magic <laughs> items. And I thought that would be an impetus for you to like, you know, look at them, do some research. Discuss no. it. Okay. Well, I'd have fine. to read all of these. <laughs> I don't want to learn about these magic hireling items. Hireling boy. That's right. We, you need to have someone get a hireling to carry, well, your, carry your torch around. Absolutely. No, what I did... Or no, your lighting. What I did notice, which I thought was fun, mm -hmm. is that if you roll artifact on the, on the random table, mm -hmm. it's, they say somewhere, they, Gary says, that you know, if it's not right, you can ignore it. You go to the next one. Which is, I think, bag of beans. Oh, bag of beans. That would. So you went. You were that close to bring out a world-breaking. An artifact. Your DM should have been giving you an artifact, right. and instead he's giving you bag of beans. And I don't even know what bag of beans does. Is that the one that has like that creature jumping? A uh, picture, you know? Yeah. That's the. That's that's the culturally inappropriate bag of beans. I think is what you're trying to say. What? No, I'm talking about. Isn't there a picture of? Some sort of, maybe I'm thinking of a, of a spell that causes people to this dance. This bag is of heavy cloth, and he, yeah, you, you have three to 12 beans, and only one or two are beneficial. So the rest of them are troll jobs, as usual. So they give you examples. Um, three shriekers come out wailing, ice storm strikes the area. 
A hole opens the ground. Purple one can be below or, or a genie ring. So it's it's. Oh, that's the bag. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of something different. That that sounds like some of those can be pretty useful. Yeah. So that's the bag of beans. Okay. It's like the wand of wonder. It's the wand of it's the bag of wonder. Okay. Okay. Some good or bad stuff. Okay. Okay. So the thing about swords, since this is what we were trying to talk about, is. It's the first one where the item is the same, but there's so many derivations that um, that are purpose-driven to usually a type of monster. You don't, uh, well, miscellaneous items, they don't get the same treatment as a sword does. Uh, and you've got, you've got to, now, now the nice thing about a magical sword is you'll know it's magical because, or dagger, because it'll be glowing. So, yeah. you, you, right, uh, and I think you said cursed swords glow. In yes, your opinion. absolutely. Right, because otherwise you'd know it's... Then you'd know it's that, that's right. Well, so, you wouldn't think it's magic anyway. But so you have to use identify. So if you want to know the... And magic swords are the hardest ones to not tell the players without an identification spell because they know it's magic. Right. You, you know, it glows. Yeah, it feels great in your hands. It seems to move quicker. And pretty soon they're going to get a sense of what the plus is just through rolls and knowing if they hit or not, particularly if you've given them, say, a Thacko, right? or you've given them thaco? a chart. What's a Thacko? I had no idea what a Thacko is. I don't like How saying. do you just, you, are you like one of those people who just throw words out that you've heard and you just try to be I've cool? heard of this Thacko. Isn't Thacko that, has, Thacko is late first edition, second edition. Yeah. Don't, don't, use, you, don't use that word. You could have given them a hit table yes. with the armor class, and so then they'll quickly know what the plus is. And so, well, there's an argument why it should be on there. Again, it's old school. Yeah, I, I, old school I think on the goldenrod sheets, they don't have. Uh, no. They don't have that. No, they That's don't the have purview that. of the DM. All right, I agree. I agree. So, but I get your point. If you're going to make this easier, you, they're going to learn what plus right, it is. Right, they'll learn. It's, it's just, does it have special features? And again, back to our identify thing, slash legend lore, all that you'd have to kind of work through and... Um, not make it easy on them. So part of it is, where did you find it? I think one of the things I missed out on when I was early DM, and I'm trying to do a little bit more, but it's also hard because the modules tend to just have swords without any background. You know, again, we talked about, when you, especially with Tolkien, some of these, these swords are legendary. Even if they were not extraordinary as far as powerful, they were still legendary. Sting was a legendary sword. Um, the other swords that they discussed there was a background with it whereas in b2 you find a sword plus two you you know and i think what we talked about was out here did we flesh out that's an area i think uh, dms should do a better job of fleshing out when you defeat the white if you do in the crypt and you get the plus two sword give it some background give it some information about that so that it's not just this generic sword that should be a really that you know that's probably one of the most powerful items that they have I agree. I so when I run one-offs, uh, I okay. try to give every ma every magical sword or weapon a nickname to kind of personalize it. And speaking of personalizing weapons, mm -hmm. swords can actually be intelligent, yes. which I find odd. Well, we, they were talking about that in the chat too, right? So um, and you've got to struggle, don't you? You can potentially have a struggle. See, I did my research. You can have a struggle yep. between. Well, you know, I'm rewatching Parks and Rec, and that's cutting into my time, because that's a very funny show, and it's oh. a lot of fun to binge watch. So while I was watching Parks and Rec, I was reading, I read up on swords. But so like, there can be a struggle, power struggle, okay, yeah. correct? So first, uh, where's this on page 166? Mm -hmm. So after they describe the swords, then you get the... Um, 
there is an opportunity, basically there's a 25% chance that a sword will be imbibed with some intelligence, that the creator has put them, uh, put some kind of spirit in there, basically. That's high, and that's table one on page 166, right? right? The one to 75 is nothing. So if you roll a 76 or higher, and you choose to do it randomly, that means the sword has intelligence, right? That's if right. it has any primary ability, that means it's got, because it has, can communicate. Right. Okay, yeah, that's pretty high. So one out of every four wow. swords you find would be intelligent. So that means that one out of every four swords in your campaign setting, if you're playing it by the book, right. literally right. by the book, that's right. you you would have one in four. That's a lot. That's right. So the, for those who don't know, this intelligent sword, as you read the DMG, um, has a lot of benefit, but also can make a sword unusable by certain characters. And, and so the reason is it's basically an NPC. It's an NPC, it's a non-player character that the DM has to uh, either manage directly or let the player manage based on their understanding of, of the weapon. So it's, you know, it's, it, if you have players who are invested in their characters and who really want to role play, here's another opportunity like a, high, a henchman to say, here's you know another part of your uh, character's orbit, um, but there it's a different it's a different character. The sword is not your um, player. I found most players don't do that. Most players are going to just uh, you know take all the benefits, ignore all the negatives. So you know in our game I'm running right now, one of the they found an intelligent giant sword, sword of giant slaying. Well. That sword wants to kill giants. Doesn't care about strategy, potentially. Doesn't care. It sees giants. It wants to kill them. It's like some players. Right. So you know, if you pull it out, it's you, uh, it's gonna. If it sees giants, it's and it's intelligent. It's gonna say things like, "Let's kill them all. Kill all the giants, or whatever the case may be." Uh, it should be used, but this gets this feel of the DM just trying to make something. You know something that's good into something horrible because right. it's oh here we go again. So that's always the tension with that uh, with when you have an intelligence source. So uh, if you are unfortunate as a DM that you roll like so in our case, let's just say for argument's sake, we roll percentages and oh yeah, shall we do a sword? Sure, let's why do not? it. Fifty-one. That's not gonna work. First sword is <laughs> seventy-two. Forty hours later. <laughs> so let's see if the statistics. No, nope. so. Okay, so the fifth sword, is we, I rolled a 90. Oh, so two, so it has an intelligence of 14. That's right, and two primary abilities. Right, and it, oh, it can speak. So if you only get semi-empathy. Absolutely. Or empathy, so you're not speaking to, so it's you're just getting throbs. That's and right, right, you get signal, tingles. Yeah. Right. So you can't really, so how does it exert its will on you? Well, because it's, it's basically. and tingles? Yeah, basically shocks you if you don't. Do what it's supposed that to. That should be the name of our uh, shop in the city set. Throbs and tingles. Throbs. That's it. The throbs. <laughs> you like right next to the, the throbs and tingles. Right next to the past the pro. Sword shop. Throbs and tingles. Hold on. This <laughs> is sells magical swords. That's intelligent right. swords. Throbs and tingles. <laughs> Throb. It keeps wanting to spell down, check. Heading down to the TNT shop. <laughs> Slow down. It's dynamite. Throbs and tingles. That's perfect. <laughs> you like that? And Winkly, uh, Winkly Pew is the purveyor. <laughs> of the throbs and tingles sword Magic shop. Yeah, so is it a sword? Yeah, I guess sword shop, that's good. Well, yeah, because it sells intelligent swords. Yeah, I what love it. What do you think? It. I love it. 
Next. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was no. It's the sword shop, yes, sir. It's a, oh, no. my my. Oh, I'm my so bad. embarrassed. That's that's in the other quarter. This is the magic quarter, not that kind of magic. Exactly. You're in the wrong part of that's Queens. Right. That's right. This is yeah. The other part of Queens. That's in Jamaica. This is Long Island City. We don't do that. We only sell stuff like that. Okay, so I've come to the Throbs and Tingles Sword yes, Shop. Yes, exactly. And you're showing me Thank you, a David. sword. Right. With a 14... Intelligence. Intelligence. Which is oh, way so above asking average. About, I was asking about throbs and tingles, mm-hmm. not the shot. Oh, yeah. So if I have a sword that only... So how does that sword try to control me, you know, tell me what to do? If it's only throbbing and tingling... Well, I assume it's going to train you, condition, classically oh train Oh, my you. gosh. You mean like the... Um, what was that, Pavlov's dog or yeah, something like that? Yeah, like the rats, right. You, and I'm like... Right, you just get... <laughs> eventually, I figure it out? Right, exactly. Like, what is it? Ugh. This? No. Ugh. Oh, this? No. <laughs> oh, okay. You, you got to kill different characters? I'll kill a ca- okay, I'll kill a ca- good that's, character. That's, uh, just kill that. Just, you okay, just start no, no, slaughtering no, no. everything. Right. Exactly. That's what wow. it would do. A lot of... Uh, okay, I like that. A lot of uh, trial and error. Trial and error and training. Okay, That's that it. would be a lot of fun. But these, but so, um, so okay, it has two primary abilities and it has speech. Okay, thank goodness. So I can just ask it or it can tell me. Yeah, so it has, does its alignment tongue plus one other tongues in the indicated table. Oh, so we've got a table for tongues? One or more other tongues as indicated in the table hereafter. Oh, oh on eight, an A table. Right. Oh, there Which, it is. It's on it's number six. Well, we're, we're moving along here. We've got to do the sword alignment, right? Right. So let's do alignment. This is big because actually uh, in the chat they're talking about alignment. So here we go. Eight. Oh. Chaotic neutral. Okay, so this is a good one. This is perfect. This probably will This will be perfect for 98% of the characters out there. That's right. A, because they're all chaotic neutral. They're ambiguous. They're more. And even ambiguous. if they're not chaotic neutral, they are chaotic That's neutral. That's right. They're all chaotic neutral. Bending towards with evil tendencies. <laughs> chaotic neutral with evil tendencies. Exactly. That should be the name of our podcast. Chaotic neutral with evil tendencies? We should just change it. Like, you know, on how the mouse rat, the band name on, uh, on Parks and Rec kept changing. Maybe <sighs> we should just... We'll, that's not good for, I think you've told me before, the marketing department says it's not good right. for branding. We'd have to shut this down, basically, if we're going to do that. Keep changing it? Yeah, but we've got, you know, this could be season two, CAG ne- Neutral with Evil Tendencies. That would be a, I like that. That would be us. So, so the sword, there's an asterisk. Right, so this this is, of, of the swords, so the, the challenge with that, and people in chat have talked about it, is the, if the sword is intelligent and it will have an alignment, if you, if the alignment of the wielder is not in, al- in alignment or in harmony with the alignment of the sword, there's going to be problems. From as they physically take damage, yeah, I see that. up to uh, you know a bunch of other things that could happen. Well, yeah, you said problems. I mean, this is not good. Well, we'll right. get there. Yeah. I mean, gonna, okay, but the good news is you want a sword with an asterisk, right? Because a sword with an asterisk is means that it's a little more uh, amenable to different uh, worldviews because you can any you can use any character whose alignment corresponds to the non-neutral alignment so i can be chaotic evil here or chaotic so let's say i'm a chaotic good character right. i can use this sword right right yep okay good so i'm gonna say all right so i'm gonna say i'm chaotic you, good so you so if you were chaotic good you could be you could use chaotic good chaotic neutral and uh neutral good and it says, any character whose alignment does not correspond to that of the sword, except as noted by the asterisk above, will sustain hit points of damage equal to the number of eagle points of the sword each and every time right. the character touches any, any portion of the sword, unless the sword is in the grasp 
or possession of a character's alignment is, oh, because that last one was interesting, because I was just about to say, can I take the sword and just start poking? Like other characters who are non-alignment and causing them hit point damage, but no. Yeah. But so you're not going to use it because you're going to keep taking damage, right? right? I mean, it's a done deal. You're not using that. So you're going to touch it. You're going to take a bunch of damage. So you're not going to you're not going to be walking around with that sword. Well, the issue is is each and every time. Is it every round or is it the first time I touch it? Let's say if I keep. Oh, holding. I see what you're saying. You could argue that. I think kind of like muffled it. Right. Mm -hmm. well, so, well, your will is like, right. But you've taken the damage initially, but now you're holding it. Right. So if you're willing to, but don't let it go. Don't so let it go. So you have to sleep with it. Uh, basically. Holding it. Well, that's so what they got, between what you and the sword. Right. Well, Especially so, if you're going to the throbs and tingles <laughs> sword shop. Maybe there's a private room that you can go back to. Just ah, to test you, out the well, sword? Well, you have to test them, right. You go to the back room. That would be fun. There'd be just swords. Ah! And you'd have to... Yes. Yeah. You have to go... <laughs> they don't tell you. We don't know. We don't know what alignment this is. Yeah, it's just like a big box. <laughs> and it's like a big... It's like, it's like the clearance section. Right. We it's, don't know. The, the, yeah, we don't know. The, and untested. There's like, yeah, there's untested. Like, there's like wands with no right. like word. We, don't right. have the, we lost the magic word. Yeah. They just put you in a room, has like anti-magic around it, and you just... So you can take this sword if you want. Right. We'll bring it in there. And you just hear a lot of yelling and screaming. <laughs> it's Or right. like, yes! It does. Okay. Yes. I mean, I'll nice. take this one. So what you could do is your party members could take your sword from you while you're sleeping. Mm. And that way when you wake up, you got to grab it. That'd be funny. Yeah. You got to grab it again. That's right. Yeah. This is a great way, the, great way for the adventure to start when you're down <laughs> X hit points. But <laughs> this um, is when you know. You're but you know, out. someone on chat, which is uh, you know, I didn't notice this before. Someone, we only have two people. Someone, like we've got like all these people. Sorry, Some, I'm not supposed to say that. Someday, am I? when we have dozens <laughs> of subscribers, we have. Excuse me, when we have hundreds of subscribers, mm -hmm. they won't know that this was only two people. Oh, you're right. I shouldn't say that. This you can't think so temporarily. You're right. Years from now, you're right. Like the Smithsonian archives, people are going to come through and understand, like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. We're going to be dead. This could be the, the thing that sets the universe. And we'll be dead then. Well, that's, that's when we're going to be popular. <laughs> that's what usually happens. That's how it works. Okay. Do we need to expedite that then? We're untapped. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's true. Vote, if I really want to get popular. Vote now. We should we kill ourselves? That's to make right. it Thank more popular. To increase our ratings. I'll put that on Twitter. I'm sure we'll get good responses. Yes, please. I'm sure they'll be like, yes. oh, no, don't kill yourself. <laughs> They're my son's friends. They say totally kill yourself. Anyway, okay. uh, our, our right. so I'm holding this sword well, now. before you get there. I think because you so like excited. you like this kind of arcane stuff, and and yeah. Vic pointed out that the percentages for the alignments are not oh, equivalent. This is fascinating. That's very good. Yeah, I, I love this stuff. Which ones? Oh, lawful good is very large. Right, neutral and neutral good. Neutral, neutral good are a lot more. Lawful evil is only four. Neutral evil is four, chaotic evil is four. So basically, evil wizards don't make swords. Oh, so evil is five, and five, and five, and five, and chaotic neutral is nine. This is fascinating. Chaotic neutral is I, that's right? why I thought this was a no, good it's one. No, it's ten. I know it's ten, right? That'd be ten. I'm being stupid. Don't. Six to fifteen is ten, right? Yes, that's six ten. Six and the five. Yep. Okay, where's our other neutral? Lawful neutral. Oh, I was only five. Mm -hmm. So there's more chaotic than lawful neutral. Yeah, if it was just... But lots of absolute it should be a, It should be 11 points, and one would be 12. If I it was distributed evenly, right. it would be 11 points. But they're, to their point, they're not exactly the same. Well, I was trying to figure out if there's a method to this madness, to the distribution. or You know what I mean? Or is it just so whatever? It's I just, don't know what the method is, but apparently there is definitely a skewed... 
Right, right. Okay. Most of them are good or neutral. So basically 40% of your oh, weapons yeah. are going to be neutral skewedish. You know what? This is interesting. This gives an advantage. Do you think Gygax was trying to encourage players to pick lawful good? Because, you know, so... Well, the, the, huh? one, the one that he's advantaging is good. Yes, and particularly lawful good, isn't it? No, lawful good's... Uh, oh, yeah, you're right, 24. Lawful good's quite large. That's right, 24. Right? I'm absolutely right. I didn't 20, count it. 25. 25, yes, 25. So one quarter of them are lawful good swords. So that could be an advantage, because a lot of character players don't want to play lawful good because right. it's too constraining. Yeah, it's another small thing of you're going to be human and lawful good. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yes. And um, I like the fact that Ron online on YouTube noted he, he agrees with class limits because it encourages human-centric uh, worlds, which they are. So. I agree. Okay. All right. We so, said right. that. So this is very exciting. So what, but, this is, but this one is chaotic neutral, right? That was unusual. It only that's right. 10%. That's right. 10%. Thank goodness I am... Or chaotic good or chaotic evil. Well, I'm a chaotic good character, so I, I, I'm holding the sword, let's say. So fortunately, you're not being shocked, I'm which not. is good. That would have been more fun. I would have been more okay, fun. Okay, so we now can... I get a primary, well. So if me. you get a helm of alignment change, that would be unfortunate for you, but. Yeah, or, or yeah, we stick the helm of alignment while they're oh, sleeping, no, holding now they're starting the sword. Ali- they're starting alignments in, the, in which fictional characters alignment, so this is, uh, this is not good. What so. do you think your real alignment is? My like real alignment? I'm neutral. You think you're true neutral? Yeah. Okay. I'm selfish. Unlawful. I'm, I consider neutral, and again, we talked about alignment, neutral not as everything's in balance, but I don't really care about, to me... You're a druid? No, that's my point. I, I, don't, I don't use that version. I think for me, alignment is you're ending up in this plane and you have a worldview of how the world should work. Uh, I, I am not for you know, a, a giant progressive utopia. I'm not for anarchy. I just want to live my life and be left alone. To me, that's neutral. Okay. Now, I think in the traditional sense, lawful good is that version of it. Well, you that, want to be left alone. Well, but that's... So your sounds a little chaotic there. No, I don't... I don't, you don't, I don't want dislike. the government depressing? No, I don't want too much government. I don't want, I don't want chaos. I don't really care mm. about it. I'm irrelevant. I think if you're part of the team, you want a government... I think it's government focus is the alignment for me. Now, again, other people play alignment from a moral and ethical worldview, which makes a lot of sense. So you, uh, for me, it's either you can do it traditional, which is lawful, lawful good, lawful neutral is most peasants and most people because law is good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, I would say I'm neutral with lawful tendencies. Okay. I think I'm lawful, I've said this, lawful neutral. Yeah. I'd like to think with good tendencies. Yeah. I think, do you think Vic is, I think Vic is lawful neutral with evil tendencies. No. Would you agree with that? chaotic evil tendencies. <laughs> no, he's very much a rules guy. He's lawful, think, good, he's lawful he's, good with chaotic evil tendencies. I, I want to say lawful neutral Which makes evil neutral. tendencies. Yeah, okay. I don't know. All right. So I get a, my sword gets a prior. Okay, wait. My sword's name is... Um, How can you give it a name until you figure out what the rest of the things of it is? So let's figure okay, out. Okay, all right. Fair enough. Fair we enough. got two primary what abilities. What does he do? Two. That's good. You want to roll your sword? I don't like I, a sword like, that's smarter like, than me. Well, I, I don't know if it's smarter than you. It's, it's close. No, I'm maybe, maybe a 12 intelligence tops. All right, so 84. Okay. This You have two primary abilities. Okay. So detect invisible objects in a 10-foot radius. That's amazing. Okay, I like that. Uh, and so there's an interesting thing. And then if, we roll, yeah. If, you roll, if I rolled the same thing again, it doubles the, the uh, ability of it. So Why does it say or... Oh, two or more. Yeah, I could do it. So, okay, so, so you have invisib- uh, detect invisibility, and 41 is detect evil in the 10-foot radius. Basically, 
If that evil assassin is coming around you, if you sit there and focus, you could uh, find them. So if you have an evil sword, would you still keep the detect evil role? Doesn't say you wouldn't, so... Because that sounds like an ability of a good sword, but I guess you would keep that ability anyway, even if it's an evil sword, detect evil? I think it still says detect evil slash good. So oh, you I'm could, sorry. So you could argue oh, that so if it's, it's a good sword. Now, in this case, oh, it's so neutral. You, so what do you do with that, oh, was Mr. It DM? Oh, detect neutral. No, we didn't besmirch you. We don't even uh, know what besmirching means. We said, we said, we said, um, we said tendencies. Tendencies. Vic, Vic wants to do the the incomprehensible death segment. Right. That's an evil tendency. That's, that is evil. That's right. right. Killing people without them understanding. You should be happy evil. that we just said tendencies. That's right. So that is an interesting question. Right. You know, the neutrals don't get a lot of play uh, at times. Remember clerics, neutral clerics? What do you do with neutral clerics? And turning right. is never addressed. Yeah, so what would you do now? Oh, well, I guess I would argue, if it was a good sword, why would it detect good? I think most I of the time. I agree with that. And if it's an evil sword, why would it detect evil? Ah, so my sword, uh, DM, it should uh, detect good and evil. Right, well, that, that would be fine. Cool. I think you'd have to pick, though, when you're concentrating. In other words, it doesn't do both at the same time. Yeah, or the DM could just say, we're going to do, I'm going to do a die right. six. If one, two, three is good, four, five, six is, it detects good. Okay, so it's a, okay, that's fine. Either way it works. Now, Let's so, just say that, all right. Right, all abilities function only when the sword is held, drawn, and the possessor is concentrating in the desired result. So how long do you have to concentrate on it? I typically say around. Okay, sure. I don't know, as long as a dwarf has to concentrate <laughs> for a, a, a falling or a stone trap. Oh, as long or an as elf I'm... to concentrate for a secret door. Okay, so, yeah, well, concentrate for secret door is 10 minutes. <laughs> that's too long. That's too long. No, that's too long. So a minute. The party's all gone. They're You're all, standing yeah. there. Where is everybody? That's only 10-foot radius. That's now, pretty bad. Oh, that is pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, but you know, that's very helpful, though. So you're standing there, mm -hmm. and you hold your sword, and you're talking to somebody. How does it detect? Like, how do you know who? So let's say you're at a party. It all, they must be draw, held, drawn, and the possessor is concentrating on the desired result. So you've got to look at the person? So do I concentrate? Yeah, like I'm talking yeah. intently to you. So how's Susan doing? <laughs> I'm staring at you. Yeah. How, how's, how's, how's work going? Pretty I'm, good. Hold on. Yeah. Just, can I draw my weapon are, are and look at you? Are you throbbing and tingling? <laughs> well, we're a little close now. No, because they can speak to me. That's right. This one but if can not, speak. you'd have to get the tingle. Right, it would start tingling at you. Well, it's empathy, yeah. So it would have to, you'd have to figure out what the tingle. It was meant. like Morse code. You'd have to have to look up on a chart. You would. That'd be very one difficult. tingle, good. No <laughs> tingle. How long do you wait for a tingle to know if it's actually detecting? I don't know. I'm sure smarter people than us have figured that out. I don't. Right. I'm not sure with that. So I'd have a lot of questions. Right. I'm going to buy this sort of a lot of questions at the Throb and Tingle well, shop about I, this thing. Yeah. Well, this. I, like, how does it work? What do I do? Well, you, that's why I'm sure there's people still in the room trying to figure this out. So is there a clerk there? Yeah, but so is there a clerk there that I'm like, okay, well, like, how does it? What do I do? Well, this is you got. You took it from the clearance. If it doesn't bin. speak to me. If you have, you took it from the clearance bin, and, and just think about it, all, all these sales are final. All of course, that goes without saying. <laughs> No warranties. <laughs> so, well, the other thing is, if, uh, and I'll ask this to the listeners, and, and yes, that's where I got that from. One of our listeners said, um, concentrating, I, I, I based it off the Paladin's uh, detect evil kind of thing, one round you have to take to do that. So that's oh, why I came up with that. Wait, wait, does that mean that you do level of evilness? Like moderate Well, you slight? have to, yeah, you have to do detect. If you have detect do you have evil, levels of goodness? Well, of course. Oh. It'd be moderate, moderate good. 
So moderate good it's would like be a like, paladin. like a paladin would be like crazy good, right? Fifth or seventh, well, not crazy, fifth or seventh level. Like a blink dog would be, you know, lesser good. A Kyrin would be pretty powerful good. Are you, wait, is it the, oh, wait, is it the power of the creature or is it the amount of goodness the amount or of evilness? Goodness. The amount of goodness. But so you're suggesting that the more powerful you get, the more evil and good it's you get. It's the amount of goodness and the powerful end of this because we went over that too. Uh, because the white is, is our well, that's true. The white, well, you went to, you killed us with, almost killed us with the white. Moderate the, evil. The, the white was moderate evil from a power perspective. It's completely evil. Oh, yeah. It's not, can... it's not any more. Is there like a double level of evil? It's pretty evil. It's pretty evil. Right, but its power level is... Moderate. In the, in the absolute sense, from a thief, level one thief, or, or an angry guard to Asmodeus. Right. It's kind of, you've said, moderate evil. Right. Which is well, relatively okay. But for first level characters, it's... Apocalyptic oh, evil. And here's the reality: half the party knew there was a white in there anyway, because they all been through B two. Some did. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's but that's but the reason you said moderate evil. That's when they were like, "Oh, we could take it." I'm like, "Oh, here we go. This, not is, good. Be, this is not good." But no, I didn't say anything. I said, "Okay." Well, I think we'll I agree with you. I asked you about that, and you said, "Look, when the party opens up like you know a stone door, and right. there's steps going down, <laughs> yeah. and there's a sarcophagus, yeah, they've sort of been warned." Right. I have no. I had no problem with that. I think um, it's, it's great. You know what the unfortunate thing about it is, though, is that when you are with people who have played so long, they know when they need magic weapons. Right. And so they run. Because, you know, in a lot of, you know, a lot of situations, the characters, it would be really ugly if you stay and fight and you never encountered this before and you don't know that it needs a magical weapon. You would just stay there and you keep missing and missing and it would take maybe like a long time to figure that out. But right. in my game, you guys had people running on one occasion to go get the magic weapons. Everyone, you know, everyone right. knew. Everyone was passing the one, the, uh, I think we had one dagger that yeah. was magical. And so what, someone would fight and they get level drain. Like, <laughs> here, you take this now. I feel weak. Um, <laughs> but so, that's where a good, you know, that's where depending on the DM, you can be totally like, hmm, doesn't, yeah, you could just be marking down and, and having the creature, you know, feign that it's being hit, but actually it's not being hit to... Oh, yes, because, you know, I love, as you know, I think it's very important to take account of the intelligence of the creatures. Right. To play them, and which is why when I play a stupid creature, they do stupid things, and they're pretty yeah. easy to outwit. I'm not playing... My, some and people may think your, I'm playing And that's your go-to. That's, that's, your, my go, that's my go. That's my right. I'm just, so I'm just being myself. It's hard to play an intelligent creature because I really got to step it up. Uh, whites are average intelligence. <laughs> so yeah, potato. exactly. So maybe they would be smart enough to know hot dagger. Hot dagger. The hot dagger. <laughs> that could be one of our bars in the, our town. The, uh, we should build a town we, we, with, with little, you know, the hot dagger. The hot dagger. Yeah. What do you think? I love it. It's I'm across the street from it's a tavern. Yeah. Well, after, well after, you, after you get throbbed and tingled, you're going to need a cold drink after that. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah, they can have like a coupon. When you buy something at the uh, throb and tingle, you get a 10% off. 10% off for your first drink. Your first drink at the Hot Dagger. Okay. All right. So, now I know my sword's name. Okay. So, just for those, if you roll well, like for instance, if you roll 99 or 100 on the primary, you could get an extraordinary power. So examples of them are strength, illusion, heal. And then if you roll a double zero, you could have a special purpose. That's how long, that's how hard it is. You've got to roll a a 99 
to double zero just to get on the extraordinary powers table. Then I got to roll a double zero to get a special purpose power. Or if you have, well, yeah, basically, oh. or you could start with a double zero on the first table, oh, well, there, okay. which is an extraordinary power, and then roll double zero again. So, so that's one percent per one percent. So it's one in a thousand. This is so. This is very unusual. Okay. Hundred times. Oh, it's one in ten thousand. You know what my sword's name is? What? It's very creative. Uh huh. Good finder. Good finder. That's right. I thought it was. Oh yeah, detect good. Did we say that's right? Good finder. Yeah. Okay. So that's what it does. It detects uh, invisibility and detects good. So I detect invisible. So what's an invisible good pixies? No, they're are they good? What's an invisible? I mean, I know it it does both of these separate. I understand it does these separately. But I think well, you know, you could argue it could. Maybe say detect uh, evil, I mean good and invisible at the same time. Right. Uh, Pseudo dragon, can they be turned invisible? I'm like, oh, pixies are neutral. I'm looking at giant pikes. Pikes, they're definitely neutral. They are. Pseudo dragon. I like when some of these things with animal intelligence are evil. That happens, doesn't it? Sometimes. Yeah. That's weird though. We Why would you ta- be evil? Just talk about the owl. Is it neutral? It's neutral, but with evil tendencies. Well, evil ten- no, well, no, it's an evil disposition. Oh, disposition. Okay. You're right. Yeah, pixies are neutral. Pseudo dragon is good. Can it turn neutral parenthesis good? I don't know. I felt like it can do something like it has that. A poisonous thing. That's all I know. It has a no. It has a chameleon-like power. Oh, chameleon-like. What well, doesn't? That, that was close. Okay. I didn't keep reading. Maybe it can turn invisible. Okay. So uh, let's keep going. So, so detect invisible can also help. Yep. That's right. You could also use that against if you're being monitored. Detect invisibility. Like if you had a wizard eye monitoring you. So that would be useful. Oh. I don't even know what a wizard eye is. Okay, good finder. Or a crystal ball. So good finder. I like scrying. Genie, aren't they good? I know Freets are evil, but the genies genie? are good. The genie? The, the genie, yeah, the genie. <laughs> the genie? The genie. Why is, why is it called? Is that a copyright issue? I don't know. I don't know like why. The Hobbit? The genie? The genie. I think, uh, I think they're good. Yeah, they're good. Can't they? Wind walk. Invisible. Okay. So an invisible good creature would be a But genie. you've got to be concentrating on it, right? So I have to be right. like trying to find. It's like a detect invisibility spell right. so sort if, of, if right? You, if this giant creature that's near you, presence, 10 and a half feet tall, that's whirling around you, if you need a sword to figure that out, you've got bigger problems. Oh, so this, wait, so this is detective. Does that mean that if I'm concentrating while finding an invisible creature, I don't get the detect? I don't get the, what is it, minus two to hit invisible? It's minus four, typically. Oh, ouch. Which makes sense. Does that mean I don't get the minus four? If I, so what is it, how do I detect invisible? Do I just know there's something there? You have to concentrate. Does, but, but does the outline of the thing, do you think, appear? Yeah, I think it's like the tech magic, it would glow around. Like a fairy it. fire kind of thing? Right, now the question is when you stop oh. detecting, it should go away, so. Can I concentrate on that while fighting? No, I would say no. I would say what it'll allow you to do is the creature's invisible, or the thing's invisible, now you, uh, well, first of all, if they attack, you should, it should become visible. And if it doesn't, you should oh, just kill true. yourself at that point because it's I guess probably that's more true. powerful that's, than is that, is that true of all creatures, too? I know that's Most, true of this spell. I, I'm sure there's creatures that violate that. I don't know of any. Mm-hmm. Typically, if you're invisible and you attack, you become visible. Right, right. But let's just say for argument's sake, it is invisible. It's a leprechaun. If you're, again, if you're fighting leprechauns, go kill yourself. I think. Uh, Didn't Dorso have a TPK right, where he lived? Right, lift the leprechaun. Lepre- That's death why. by leprechaun. Death by leprechaun. Which is, I oh, have, that would be a good bar name, too, for like, you know, I like an that was Irish a band. kind of. The, the, I oh, that's that, who plays the Irish, at the. They, they, they play at the. At the, the what was the, uh, the dagger? The, the hot dagger and the, de- the deadly leprechauns. 
That's the, yeah, that's the house band. Yeah, absolutely. The de- and now, you're deadly leprechauns. <laughs> they're, and they're, you know what the funny thing about it is? They're actually leprechauns. <laughs> that's right. And, they, and, then they, but, and one gnome on, a gnome on drums. Oh, the gnomes. Just one gnome Can on we go drums. one time without a gnome? No, we need a gnome reference. Uh, and can we go that? Okay, so all right. Maybe, um, or, or it could be Cold Chisel is our, is our, is our house band, do, which do, is the recommendation of our Thane from Australia. I, I like that. Yeah. Um, uh, do you know um, you know what our next episode is going to be about? The subject? Uh, miscellaneous magic items. Well, you, you're probably right. <laughs> Sword magic swords continued, That's and right. starting magic. You know, because I want to get to the I want to get to the demi human races. Can't wait to talk about the elves, the gnomes, the, you know, and the classes. So elves, let's get moving. Yes, let's get moving. Halflings. We're talking possibly. about gnomes. Let's see. All right. Gnomes. What do we need to talk about? All right. There's nothing to talk about. So does my sword. But we need to go, at least go it's over the speak. special pass. So if you, if you were wanted to... Oh, that's right, language. We skipped yeah. over that. I apologize. Because it speaks to me. So you get uh, the number of languages on the table. So I get to roll percentages. Yeah. So it speaks chaotic neutral and 63. Three other languages. No, wait, not two? Where are you? Oh, sorry, you're right, too. Oh, okay. I gotta learn how to read. Oh, so now we gotta go to the NPC. Is that like 101, 102 for the yeah, languages? Yeah, for the press, press. So this is almost as compelling as rolling up characters. What is that? Well, it should be our sword, our podcast sword. Good Finder is, Good our, finder. is our podcast sword. So we probably sword. should write this down. Because uh, we don't watch these. Right. Detect Inviso. I don't want to watch an hour and a half to figure out what the sword is. Detect Inviso and Good, right? Right. Inviso. 14 Intelligence. 14 intelligence, yep. 14 int, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. It's got two, it's got, uh, it's chaotic neutral. Chaotic, yep, chaotic neutral. Chaotic neutral, mm-hmm. Okay, what are the languages? Let's, Let's see. do it. We're getting two, right? Yep. 80. 80. She do. I don't know what that is. She do. Well, that's cool. What's yeah. she do? Is it, it useful? That's in the monster manual. You know why you took, you know why our sword learned she do? Because it was an easy A. It's not an easy A. It's not? That's a she do. It's Who also even teaches she do? It's lawful good. Yeah. How did it learn she do? Well, that goes with its good finder. That's good. I think that's good. That too bad. That wasn't the monster. The thing. So do you think like what happened was it was like in a she do's treasure, and it sat there and listened to she do forever, and like watching American TV, eventually learn it. So interesting. She do travel around the world for seeking to further the ends of lawful good, helping align allied creatures when in need. So maybe this. Uh, magic user who created the sword was so annoyed it was in competition with the Shidu, so it wanted a sword to find it and say, "Curse you, Shidu." That's what. But how did it learn? But how did it learn? Probably it's being tortured Shidu. by Shidu. Oh. Because well, it says here Shidu have their own language and, and know most human tongues. So maybe it was, maybe it's like an apprentice oh. master situation. So you know? no, I like no, I like being held hostage. Ooh. So so by it a lawful was, good by a lawful good wing creature. Okay. Well, yes, and um, it was tied d- up. This is do- oh, this is getting dark here. And they were talking to yeah, it would talk to its you know ca- you know its its captor, and it learned it, and eventually it was rescued. Okay, yeah, it could be yeah, eventually rescued. Could be an evil magic user created a chaotic neutral one. That there's that, that's a good story. We have to. We have to okay, so that. all right, so we were we were captured oh, by Shidu, but we got one more. What happened? Sixty-five. Nixie. Nixie. Okay, this makes right. a lot of sense. That's another. Did a Nixie save it? I don't know. Nixie's good too. It's kind of big for a Nixie though, to use. I don't think, think a Nixie could use it. No, no, I don't think so. Oh, we haven't ruled what kind of sword it is. 
Oh, you're right. We talked about that and we forgot. That really should have been the first thing, right? These are really random, yeah. Nixie's neutral. Oh, they're the they're like a water, water pixie? Like, yeah, like yeah. a water sprite. When, oh, we ended up, we are like Arthur's sword. Ah, like... Or something. Well, wait, yeah. wasn't it in the water? Yeah, yeah Lady of the Lake. So it's the pit, Nixie in the lake. So we spent some time in a, so we'll need a backstory on that, but we spent some time in a lake. Well, it's not, it'll tell us. You gotta, we just met this sword. It'll right. let us know how this yeah. happened. How'd you, you know Nixie? <laughs> what? And she, she do. do? Yeah, what do you, what languages do you know? What, like orc, goblin? Because this could be useful. Right. Eh, Nixie and she do. What? Yeah, that's... Can I get a refund? <laughs> I'm bringing this back to the tingle, throb and tingle. Well, what the other thing is, it only speaks chaotic neutral. So if you got this chaotic good sword, a chaotic neutral sword, it can't speak your. It doesn't say it speaks common, unless that's one. Of, oh, is that one of the options? No. Oh, in the table, can you? Does common in the no number in the one, language one? I, oh no, I can't imagine. Well, I just say that, but I can't imagine. It's like one hundred one, one hundred two. It's the NPC section. Yeah, I can't imagine commons in. Let's see. I mean, that'd be terrible. No. No, because you already know. Well, well, oh wait. Human. Well, human, foreign, or other. Select a for, foreign tongue. Yeah, so interesting. So what do you do with Choose that an case? unlisted creature. So it doesn't, so they don't speak common. So, but then not, none of these would ever speak common. Well, but. So what does it say? Is the follow, so do, can you just assume it knows common then? What does it so say? Wait, here? the sword? Read this part. What does okay, it say? The following is to be used primarily to determine knowledge of languages of NPCs and such things as magic swords. God, Gary's all over it, isn't he? That's right. He's got. He it. knew that when he was writing this. That's right. He knew we'd be coming here. As player characters generally should be required to learn. <laughs> right? Incredible. That's right. Thank Amazing. You, Gary. That's right. Thank you. Um, as You're player right. characters generally should be required to learn foreign languages, this subject. No, there's nothing. There's nothing. The swords. And so, my, I, I'm ready to rule. Okay, you're ready In to rule. In my opinion, the sword, a sword does not know common. It never knows common. Well, you can do anything. These are guidelines, I'm sure. Right. Don't you think? I can do anything I want. Well, and in that case, NPCs would never know common either, unless it was specified in their racist thing in the monster manual that See, said they'd well, know common. Maybe I should keep reading this. See the section on language determination on persona of non-player characters for a listing of many, many of the possible, possible tongues which can be spoken by sword. You should select languages which will suit the type of sword and its oh, abilities. Oh, always that caveat. You should actually not, you should ignore the ru ruling. I understand. He's watching us. That's right. This is freaking me out. <laughs> For our listeners, we, we have a picture of Gary. At least I didn't put it up there, uh, looking down on us. He's, I know, right? He's actually looking up. But somewhere. look at that look. He's got that look of, you guys are idiots. <laughs> I, what are you doing to my game? You know, you remember the uh, Native American who would cry when they would dump? Yes. It, that's yeah, what, the, that's, the famous cigarette commercial. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. When they well, they, no, no, it was a, a pollution commercial, yeah, a, litter, a litter commercial in the seventies. Yeah. He's he's. I'm, I need to get something that makes him cry. I was confusing the Indian with the Marlboro Man, the Marlboro, which is a strange yeah. thing that's, commercials to confuse. No, the Marlboro Man would try to kill the Indian yeah, and the, then smoke on top of his body. That's right. Right, and the, yeah. the, 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 the right, the Native American is looking at a Marlboro cigarette that's right. sitting and, on, and he's crying. And he's crying. Gary's crying right now when he hears our thing. This is a atrocity. Okay. There's a tear. No, but I like the randomness of this. So look. But no. So, so that, what's it your rule? It doesn't know. Well, no, the ruling is unless, well, look, you as a DM can give it common if you want. Right. But if we're going to roll, which we just did, there's no, if, you know, if you're going to roll, there's right. no chance of common. I like that. Okay, so I think it's a, great because it really is, again, another nice little troll job to the, you know to the, to the players. Well, and you know what it is? You think. 
Why do you think that your language is superior? You think everyone, like you go on trips, everyone right. should know common. Right. Right? Well, and that's your bias coming the, out again. The, just, the ugly, ugly commoner. <laughs> you know? Not everything knows common. You know, so, okay, no, Shidu and Nixie. So you got a situation where you cannot speak to this thing unless you learn Shidu and Nixie. And I think one of our, listen, our chatters have said the appropriate thing. What happened, well, the reason the sword got to Nixie was that someone picked the sword up and said, it's useless. Threw it in the lake. Threw it in the lake. That's right. This is garbage. What the? That's right. You know, by the way, we did. We this sword is 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 unusual, but it has no magic ability. We didn't roll that either. Wait, we didn't get it, or we didn't roll. What do you mean? No, we didn't roll. What kind of sword it is? Oh right. We started with the intelligence without actually. Oh, it. meaning so, it could right. It plus one plus. Two. All right, roll yeah. that up. So let's roll that, and then we'll decide because you you what triggered that was you're like what how, what kind of sword it is. I'm like. Well, that's right. That's in the front. That's not here because we didn't roll that. Well, you can just clean that up on the energy version. Yeah. Can't you just splice sure, that in a no, four? I'm not, not going to do that. That's a lot of work. 72. Ooh, it's a frost brand. Uh, that sounds like that's probably what good again. Plus three frost brand, plus six versus fires. All of a sudden, that good character's Whoa. diving in the lake and picking that up. Wow. He'll deal with the Shidu and Nixie language speaking sword if it's a plus three sword, plus so six. It's plus three, five. you said plus three, plus six? That's against right. Fire, fire breathing dwelling creatures. So, when he, so if you can't speak to it, fire it's just breathing. like, wah, wah, wah. it's like the, right. the teacher and Charlie Brown? So the way I do that, because I know some DMs are much more creative than me. I just, it, when it's a language you don't understand, like they're going against the giants, I just say fire giant, fire giant, fire giant. Mm -hmm. Or stone giant, stone giant, stone giant, when they don't know what they're saying. Because. Mm. It's a lot more work. They're not actually saying that. No, they're saying right, right. But that's a lot. That's a lot of drama, and I don't feel like this. So I just say fire giant, right, fire giant, right. fire giant. You're so not, in this case, it's she do, she do, she do. You're not like the dinner theater kind of deal. No, no, I'm not. I'm a, a dinner, I like. I'm a dinner theater. You, I, well, I'm trying to be, but that's just over the edge to come up with different dialects for each well, language that doesn't exist. That's, no, that would be hard. That's a lot. I think you should just say, that's Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 okay. Yes. I guess fire, wah, fire, giant, fire, giant. Wait, why is it saying fire, giant? Okay, you can't understand anything. Okay, can wah, 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 yeah, I could do that. Okay, all right. That doesn't break the immersion. Okay, here's the type of sword it is. 87, up, oh, broadsword. Thane Thompson. See? This is his sword. He played the, he did it He right. got it out of the lake. He got it, he's the one. Came who, flying out of the lake when he walked right. by. He went to the ditch. He's, oh, is he chaotic neutral, do you think? I don't know. But I see the backstory here. He was walking on the beach there, on the ditch between uh, Tasmania and Australia, and some Nixies were frolicking around, and after someone else casted the sword, and now he has he a was, he broad was, sword. He was, he, was, uh, he was waiting. He was waiting? In the pool, with a D. Oh. He was waiting in the lake. Now roll a whole into them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. So, so he was in the, he was bathing. He's bathing. He was walking by the lake. And he needed to, you know, it's the and D time. He needed to take a, a bath. Right. He goes in the lake and he steps on this thing. Yeah. And it says something. Well, hopefully he's chaotic neutral because if not, he gets wah, shot. Wah, wah, wah. That's right. Yeah, no, no. He's chaotic. It says something to him. Or good right? or evil, yeah. Ow. <laughs> what? Right? And you're like, okay, all right. And there it is, yeah. And it's been down there for so long. It's been there, down there. It's been listening. So basically, it's been listening to Nixies for like a thousand years just talking. Yeah. Nixies come and go. Right. It knows all about these Nixies. Mm -hmm. And how did it? How was it with the Shidu? It was captured. It was. It was just in the Shidu treasure. Either that, or it was. It was uh, maybe a guard of the Shidu as it was traveling to get knowledge. Figured, you know, it started learning it that way. But we're not sure. We're okay, we're not sure. All right. Okay. So there's one part that we have. We need to finish on this because it's being brought up in chat. Is 
the reason, all, once you have an intelligent sword, it has this idea of ego, it, which is the power level that the sword mm -hmm. has. And this is important because if the, the sword is always going to think of itself as superior to uh, New Zealand, Australia, jeez. Oh, I don't know what Duolingo teaches you to. I, that's a good point. Oh, did I mess up my geography? I thought you said the Sea of Tasmania is the ditch. No, or did I miss that? You'll have to let me know. Wait, what's um, happening? The, the dingo took the sword? That's right, the dingo. Did a dingo? No, I think it's Duolingo, not the dingo. But is maybe it dingo was a dingo. Involved? Was there a dingo? Hey, maybe, you know that? I would replace Nixie with dingo. Would you? No. <laughs> no, we can't. Blink dogs. Australian blink dogs are dingoes. Where? We're really varying, Franzi, but the gods, of the, the dice gods have spoken. Yes, I got you. I got you. I like the Christmas version here. Okay. Thank you. So, in ego, an other, after all other aspects of the sword have been determined, this is on the bottom of page 167, recorded, can the ego rating of the sword be found? Ego, along with intelligence, will be a fact in regards to dominance of the sword over character as detailed hereafter. So, just a short version of this is... These, any intelligent sword is going to consider itself superior to any other character. And if the character is not of a sufficient uh, power level, thank you. Yes, we are Americans. I'm fully, fully proud of we our We speak ignorance. common. <laughs> we speak common. And you better learn it. <laughs> speak common or die. A stormtrooper's a death. That's right. That's I a great album. Oh, I listened to that thing. Spe oh, my gosh. See, I'm glad you picked so that. Much. That yeah. is a great, you know. Yeah. Speak common. And, you know, yeah. and half of them are from Anthrax, which, is, was in there. which yeah. is from, where are they from? I, Queens. Where? Are they really? Yes. Yeah, that's a New York band. That's right. I like Fistful of Metal. That's, that's right. I there you that. go. I liked Stormtrooper's a Death album better. And, and that band, I mean, better than uh, better than uh, Anthrax. Actually. That's like saying I don't know, Tenacious D is better than. I mean, they're not. It wasn't a band. About. I know. Well, it sort of was. I, I liked the uh, first singer of Anthrax before they had they have a Belladonna, the high voice. I like that. Right? He, well, he know. was the first one. Well, maybe not. He was the one that was on most of the albums. But no, yes, Fistful right. of Metal had somebody else. Oh, you're, you're right. You're right. No, you're right. Okay. You're, the okay. one who's the classic one is is right, Joey, right, right. if I remember correctly. All right, so. Um, what you have to do is once you figure out all the powers, you have to add up all the features of it. So for each plus of the sword, there's one ego point. For primary abilities, one ego point. If it has a special purpose for each language, telepathic ability, read languages, read magic, et cetera, et cetera. Do you add this? So, so you start with the intelligence, the 14, is that right? Well, no, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I don't do that yet. You I'm don't sorry. do that. We're just doing, doing ego, ego points. So for each plus of the sword. So here's where this uh, frost brand is a kick in the teeth, and I think one of the chatters put this in already. Um, if if plus, plus one sword is one ego point, but if it has another higher plus, there's that is also counted too. So a plus one flame tongue has a maximum plus of four, so it's plus one plus four for the uh, part, so it gets five ego points. So so does so, that? So you get nine points because it's plus three sword plus six for being a flame tongue. So is that fair to say then that the more having a more powerful sword in this area is basically a double edged sword? Yes, it's double edged. Thank you. You'll be here all week. Try the veal. I'm at the... Uh, You're at the, <laughs> the, rest, drug, the, the, the hot the, dagger. The hot dagger. I'll be, I'll, I'll be the opening act yeah, for uh, the... Uh, what is the, it? The death leprechauns. The angry leprechauns. The, angry, or, or the, the deadly uh, leprechauns. The deadly, I'll be opening up for the deadly leprechauns. Right. So okay. that's, all right. that's good. You're so the warm-up. Does every sword that has intelligence have an ego? Yes. Got it. Okay, so how many points? You have nine points? So you have nine points just for the pluses. Oh, it has you know what? two primary abilities. Can I roll... Who should be our, like, we need just, like, a random, 
character guy. For like anything happens, we'll have a character. You know what I mean? Okay. And so this is going to be his intelligence. So don't we need to know his intelligence? We need to know a few things more than his intelligence. Why don't you just pull, up, pull out Glades? Because we're going to start attacking. You know I forgot Glades. I thought you forgot Pixie. No, no. I forgot both of them. Now here's my intelligence. 14. That's not bad. That's good. That's equal. Wait. The sword's not smarter than me. Uh, it, no, it's equal. All right, now what happens? So there's nine for the swords, two for the primary abilities, so that's 11. Each language spoken, it's got uh, three, right? Oh my gosh, I turn the page over and it's just and a half. half of a page. So it's at, least a, uh, it's at least 12 and a half, 13 ego. Okay, at least it's a, we're up to 13? Yeah, 13 ego. Okay, so now it's sword versus character. Right, so it says basically the Similarly, sword with ego of 19 or higher will always consider itself superior, and a personality kind will reach result. So this is where people hate, players hate intelligence swords. It's all fun and games when they have the plus three sword that detects invisibility, but when it starts exerting its will, and this is, again, just like alignment, just like these other things, where you have to, and, uh, oops, ego 12 and two in total, two languages and two primary powers. Yeah, I, I guess I counted chaotic neutral as a language too. So doesn't that half a point? I think so. That would be twelve and a half. Do you round up or round down? I don't remember that. I'll let the chat people figure that. And anyway. oh, and so so this you have a personality score. It sounds like right, right? which is your intelligence of fourteen and the ego, yeah. right? And so what? So we're at what? A we're at a uh, we're at, uh, intelligence in fourteen. Yeah, twenty-seven or something like that. Has a personality rating, which is combined intelligence and ego. So it's either 26 or 27, depending on the total calculation. And so, oh, we do not, so we do not have the same alignment. So here's a downside. Mm -hmm. The benefit of having this sword with an asterisk, so to speak, right. is that I'm you not the exact it. line, I can use it. But if I'm not the exact alignment, now we've got a problem. Right, because there's if a you personality were, conflict. If you were, Real yeah, result. Because if you were, you'd be taking 12 points of damage to either 12 or 13, depending on what your ego is. And it has a 19, and so if it has a 19 so I can use it, that's the good news. Mm -hmm. The bad news is there's going to be a personality conflict. Right. Because I'm chaotic. So it's, we like chaos. Yeah. But it's, I'm good, and it's right. neutral. Right. And the problem is it has a 19 or higher ego, so it now considers no, itself... No, it doesn't have a 19 or higher ego. Oh, no, that's right. I was thinking personality. Right. So it doesn't, so that means it doesn't, it will not necessarily consider itself superior to me? No. Okay, because 19 will, will always. always. Will right. always. So sounds like sometimes it does. Right, sometimes. Well, I think it, well, it says all intelligent swords are thinking... Are, Where? Does it really say, does it say that? I'm pretty sure. Well, maybe our. Is it because it's unusual? I mean, you're, you're just like you said. It's a thousand-year-old sword that has been traveling with Sidus and Nixies, and is, and is a broadsword, which makes it unique. Right. It's, it's been it's been to various places that Americans have never been to or don't know where it is. It's pretty it's it's pretty well-rounded, and you're just this stupid fighter that picked it up on the side of the ocean. It's going to think rude. of itself superior. That's rude. Well, it can it's it's rude for itself. It, the, these are French swords. <laughs> Intelligent swords like French swords. That's right. You're not helping our score in the ratings in, in France. In the stereotypical way. Like uh, the Monty Python is what I was right. thinking of. You know, come back and I'll taunt you a second right. time kind of thing. Yes. How are we doing in Sweden? Uh, I don't even look okay. at it right Anyhow, now. It's, 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 it's depressing. All right, so, so now I have a personality. Our character has a personality right. strength. And it's intelligence, charisma, and level experience. So you have a 14 oh. intelligence. Uh, you have a 12 charisma. So it's 26. Oh, and I don't know. So like one to six on my level of experience. Yeah, sure. A two. Two. These are two. exactly. So what? So 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 what am I? 
to 20, you're 28. Hmm? 14 and 12 and 2. Okay. 14, oh. 12, 28. And what was uh, Good Finder? Uh, 24, something like that. Oh, so 26. This is good. So you're slightly above it. Now, here's the kicker. Note, level is one, reduce one level by one for every group of hit points damage taken equal to the character's average number of points per hit die of total levels of experience. Figure that out. Say that twice. Wow. So in other words, I got to keep doing these roles. This conflict, as I weaken, it starts to take over me. Right. Okay, gosh. Exactly. So... Remind me never to put an intelligence sword Right. So in, in the character, in the game we have, the ranger is a six-level character. He, he has a, a sword of giant slaying. I, ha well, I have to remind myself because one of the characters, they, they freed the giantess, the storm giantess that was captured in G2, for those who remember. Oh, by the way, that's a spoiler. Um, well, you could argue that it's a sword of storm, it's a storm of, it's a sword of giant slaying. It doesn't care. It wants to kill all giants. And I could certainly argue that um, if the ranger was injured enough, it would compel it to fight that. Now you could say, well, it's a good sword. Why would it kill a good giant? But, you know, right. that's the scorpion stings. That's what it does. Giant slaying swords kill giants. That's, that's, that's what they were born to do. Right. So what happens now that we have these two scores? So what happens is you're supposed to monitor them. And when a personality conflict occurs, which is when either the, uh, it's 19 or above, or, uh, when it's 19 or above, these are some of the things that it will do. So a very haughty sword is going to say, um, get rid of everything else. I'm your only precious. I'm your precious. Or uh, magic protections to make sure nothing happens to it. So, well, let me say, okay. So, so if it's a 19 or higher ego, ego. so the ego mm -hmm. score determines, so does the ego score of 19 or higher really what kicks in the personality conflict? Because it's similarly, any exactly, sword, a giant's a giant. Any sword with an ego of nineteen or higher will always consider itself superior to any character. Right, and a and a personality conflict will result if the possessor doesn't always agree. So, do you not have a personality conflict if there's an ego of less of of, of uh, less than nineteen? Yes, you can if if at any time the personality score of the sword exceeds the personality score of the character possesses, the sword will dominate its possessor. Oh wait. Yeah, and before, the sword will, of course, be absolutely true to its alignment, and if the character who possesses the sword is not, personality conflict will result. Yeah. So it sounds like, because those two sentences seem a little confusing to me, because the second one sound made me feel like it needed to be 19 or higher in the ego for the personality, but the sentence before that says, the sword will, of course, be absolutely true to its alignment, and if the character who possesses the sword is not, personality conflict will result. So anytime, so there will be a person, so just right off the bat, because right. this is a, an intelligent sword that has right. a different alignment That's right. than uh, my character, That's right. there will be a personality conflict? I believe so. But the conflict does not require a challenge. It can be annoying versus when your, when your character score strength goes down, then at that point you have the challenge of you, the sword will take action. Ah, so what you've got, you've got to monitor. Right. So what you do is, so right now, I've got a sword. Our character That's right. has a sword. That's right. Good that finder. Has good finder. That our character has a higher score. Currently. Right? What's it called? The personality score? The personality strength, yep. Personality strength. Yep. Our personality. So another reason I try to take a high charisma. <laughs> I may find a magical sword. Right. So I need to be lawful good if I want to maximize my chances here. That's right. I want to be lawful good because that's... Most From, swords. But yep, based I want to have a table. high charisma and intelligence. Yep. 
Um, so there will be a personality conflict, but right now my personality strength That's right. exceeds, strong, exceeds it. the combined ego intelligence, the rating. Right, right, right. The uh, the combined, right? Yep. There's a personality, the personality score. So it's just going to be annoying, right? Like it's going to pout. Yes. Because even it says, swords of this nature will never be totally controlled or silenced by the characters who possess them, even though they may be heavily outnumbered by personality force. This may be, it, this may be powerless to force their demands, but they will always be in their plugging. Even a humble plus one sword of unusual nature will be a vocal martyr, denigrating its own abilities and asking that the character only give it a chance to shatter itself against some hatred enemy, etc. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be that annoying friend that you have who's, oh, don't worry about me. Just let me, just let me die. So basically, it's like it's a little. It reminds me a little bit like that of the, the fish in Borshak's lair. Yes. Right. Fish. Fred the fish. Fred the fish. Mm-hmm. Kind of annoying. Right. Exactly. So it can be really annoying. Yes, and that's what it what says. I, <laughs> most player, most players will be unwilling to play swords with personalities, as the personalities dictates. It's incumbent upon the DM to ensure that the role of the sword is played to the hilt. Ah, that's a good one. Good one, Gary. Thank you, Gary. With the DM assuming the persona he'll, of the sword if necessary. He'll be, so, he'll be at the... Uh, he'll, be, he'll be at the... <laughs> he'll be at the hot dagger, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you opening for him, or is he opening for you in this oh, case? Oh, I'm definitely opening for Gary, please. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. He, so so he's, the, he's the closer. He's a, oh, he's going on the after deadly, the, uh, the uh, deadly leprechauns. Yeah, Dan, the deadly leprechauns, and Gary. Wasn't the deadly leprechauns, wasn't there, like, in Spinal Tap? Didn't they have a scene? <laughs> well, that's the Stonehenge. No one knows where they came out. from. The Druids. They were Druids, technically. They were Druids. Right. <laughs> where they came from. So, okay. So, all right. So maybe. Oh, someone gave up a good point. That's right. You, the good news is you have a personality conflict if you, you don't understand them. If you don't have common language, they're just going to complain in some random language you don't know. Right. A lot, <laughs> lot of throbbing, tingling, <laughs> wah, 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 wah. A lot of throbbing, tingling, but wah, 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 wah. But it's just like incessant. That's right. Shut up. Try to shut up. So here's the question. How do you, so you take this sword. Uh-uh. Oh no, so wait, if you've got somebody who's chaotic neutral in the party, they it, can understand what the thing's right. saying. So you could have a translator. Well, you could have a translator, and, and most likely the sword's gonna be, right. hey, kill take this me. guy, take kill me. Kill me, take <laughs> me. Yeah, t- kill that guy and take him, exactly. Right. I to- he totally would do or that. You could, or you could, so could you learn the language from a sword? Of course, if you have, if you have uh, intelligence enough to right. do it. And, and it doesn't say that you can swap out languages. In other words, you have a memory bank. You can't, like, well, I, I, I'd like to stop learning Black Dragon. I want to learn Shidu now. Yeah, so you really do need to. Yeah, it is, a, it is playing an NPC. It's a lot of work. So has it been, how's it been for you? I, with this I totally forget about it because yeah. it's, it's another thing you have to deal with. Right. Especially if you have multiple swords that do that. Because, again, in theory, if you have four fighters, at least one of them, after a while, is going to have That's an intelligent right. sword. That's right. And if you play long enough, you're going to have a lot more. So it's when you add the hirelings, when you add the, um, when you add the swords intelligent, it's just this cacophony of things. And most, I shouldn't say most, the players, if they're not going to help you with this, it's, it's really a pain. So, and, so another, the player needs to say, kind of remind you. Would you say, like, don't forget right. I got the sword. What is my sword? What, what does Waldo think? Right. Or what is, what is Good Finder good, saying? Right. Or he, well, in, in the traditional way you should play it is just like your hireling, he should put his character aside and play the, the sword of that. So in this case, if Good Finder is a Shidu loving Nixie thing and it's chaotic neutral, 
wants chaos, you know, during the event, the sword should be saying, she do, she do, whatever, wah, 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 and the chaotic neutral person um, hopefully will say, hey, speak in chaotic neutral, which again, we talked about chaotic neutral language, yeah, not really, yeah. not really does, can't, you know, can't have these uh, dis- you know, large dissertation conversations. I don't know oh, if that's, that's a word. No, that's right, that's right, uh, because yeah, yeah, I did not know this, you brought this up and it's in the books, which is that it really is just, it's, it's a few words, right. right? It's not a full-blown language. Right, it's, it's the tenets of the worldview that it has. Just like, it's, right, it's like enough that you kind of know that they're chaotic neutral, right. but, you know. You can, you can talk about chaotic neutral things and, and some general thing, but it's not meant to have it, in-depth conversation. Well, and apparently it's rude. It is to do you, it in you, public. Yeah, you, you can't just start saying chaotic neutral, chaotic neutral. So that you walk be, into a bar, you walk into the, the hot dagger, right. and you've got Good Finder, right. and he starts blabbing away in chaotic neutral. That would be horrible. And like everyone's like, what? But is it, wouldn't that be nor- normal for a chaotic neutral thing to just be random and chaotic? I, I'd and, almost feel like it's, isn't that part of its tenant? I don't know. We're, 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 and the problem we're is... We're on a tangent. No, see, but yeah, but no, no, no. This is an important tangent because what's going to happen is mm-hmm. Good Finder is going to start blabbing because Good Finder wants to be taken by somebody's chaotic neutral. So right. he's like, hey, in chaotic neutral. That's, he's just like, hey, what's happening, he, everybody? That's right. He doesn't care. Good Finder in the house. That's right. Come take me. <laughs> and all the all the chaotic neutral thieves descend on But then they realize. That's why, that's why that thing ended up in the lake. That's right. This, this thing is. <laughs> he's like being chased. A large group of chaotic neutral so yeah, so, so some bar in some bar alignment language is a great Mr. Guy says loud yeah. our own yeah our own goal yeah the uh, yeah so there's some some beach bar in Australia uh, like that's right it's the sword that it's your it's your drunk friend that you take to, uh, places that, that, yeah that, that is annoying the chaotic neutral horde. That's right. And chasing. Now the horde is chasing. Do, can I don't think the only thing with thieves is I don't think they can use a broadsword. They can use, yeah, they cannot use, uh, oh, they can. Cool. That, a lot fine. of people don't re- realize thieves in one, he can't use a bow, right? They cannot use a bow. Right. Well, unless the book that shall be named nameless. Oh, that's where they're getting that from. That's right. Okay. Yes, then they can do all kinds of things. So, right. I think we've beaten Anything that. they want. Huh? Anything they want. Yeah, well, you would know. It, it's I the, wouldn't know. You wouldn't we should know. do, we should do an episode where we go through on Arthur Arcana. Force wow. me to look at Are it. You, would you be okay with that? You need a, a therapy pet or something, right? I mean, yeah, it, it's, a, it, it's the equivalent of a cursed scroll, like yeah. you talked about. It's, indistra- it's opening, it's right. starting to read. Um, all right, shall we talk about miscellaneous? Yeah, let's talk about it real, real brief here because uh, uh, if we're going to get, uh, let me see, go ahead, keep going. I'm going to see if. Uh, if uh, Vic wants to get on and, and torture us. Well, so as I was saying about miscellaneous, yeah, yes, because it maybe is time. I mean, miscellaneous magic, I mean, that's a very broad subject, right? Yeah, there's, because a, lot, it, there's it, a lot going on. There's so many items in here. Um, let me mention, I'm gonna mention for miscellaneous magic, something that I think is a lot of fun. This is from Dragon Magazine. It's Orlo's Inventions. Okay. Orlo is a magic user, and he came up with these wacky inventions. And Orlo was actually the subject of two adventures. So you did do your homework. Why would you say you didn't? You brought a lot of good stuff here. So I I'm like Scotty on Star Trek. Oh, you know, it's going to take six hours, oh, right? Okay, okay, okay. You underpromise and overdeliver. Well played, sir. Thank you. Beastmaker Mountain. Okay. From Roll Eight, and then also from Roll Eight's Tower of Magic, Orlo. 
And Orlo is different than Otto. We, is there, Who's there, Otto? You don't know who Otto is? Who's Otto? Otto was my first cat. He ran Otto Zero's dance. He's one of the. That's the one with the uh, picture. Is there an Umber Hulk dancing? Yes. I see an Umber Hulk dancing. That's right. what I was thinking. Bag that's of beans. Otto. That's Otto. Oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, and I was thinking that. So it's not like dancing beans or jumping so, beans. So uh, he's Arthur and Otto. No, are not Orlo related? is different. No, no. Okay. No, Orlo, Orlo is uh, is somebody different. Uh, but he came up with these items. So it was. Um, that, these come from the household of Orlo the indolent. I indolent. Like you don't what is like. It? I don't even have any idea what it is. Isn't indolent is. is like you don't. You're like chaotic. Like you don't. To well, be indolent is to not follow rules. What is indolent? How do you spell that? I know insolent, which is I N D O L E N T L E I N D O L E N T. Orlo the Indian. He's a 27th. Wanting to avoid activity. He's lazy. That's oh. wonderful. That's a Orlo the indolent. That That's could, why he came up with these things. It I, makes sense now. Now it does. He Did, was a 27th level magic user. You know, our, our guest on uh, you know, session 18, episode 18, David, that's what he said. That's what makes this game so great. People use words that we have no idea. We have to that's look right. Them up. We learn them. Indolent. That, I, I, that is, I, I'm going to have all my characters be I that. can say that to my daughter. Yes. Why are you so indolent? And then you'll see Michigan. What, what are they doing for me? Apparently not teaching you English. But they're, you know what? But they're in the College World Series. And they were like a 201 odds going in. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Orlo created many of the items for convenience, for his hobby of gardening, or to pacify his rather strident wife, Frantisy the Vocal. Frantisy the Vocal. Sounds like a sword. Doesn't it sound that? That's, that should be the name of the sword, Frantisy. Frantisy. the Vocal. That's a good finder. Too late. Oh. When Orlo disappeared more than 1,000 years ago, his household was abandoned, and its contents have since been distributed across the world. Most were probably carried off by the servants when they left. A few items are not of any known background and may have been created for unknown uses mm. by less beneficent forces. So, okay, just give you, I'll just give you one example. So, so these are little entertaining little you're, magic you're items. Give a roll. I'm going to give it give a percentile percent roll. Yep, of course. of course. 72. 72. This is the, this is coal of warmth. Coal of warmth. This was in his travel kit. Okay. The coal of warmth is approximately two inches square and one inches thick. Mm-hmm. I assume that's, it's actually two inches, not 20 feet. Yes. That it, was, that's right. I'm thinking you're converting that. Or 20 that's yards. Right. That's right. 20 yards from that side. Yep. No. <laughs> it's, it's that's, the, that's the block of. A block of coal. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Expanding coal. It stays at a constant temperature of 96 degrees Fahrenheit, regardless oh. of its surroundings. Huh. It was thought to have been used as a hand warmer during winter trips. Wonderful. So that's that's so so I love so speaking so of this nice magic of that is what year did that come out roughly? This was before the modern. This is October 1979. Right. So and you can buy those packs that you. Click open their heating pads that you can keep his hand warm. Orlo was a man ahead of his time. It's like Star Trek. That's right. They're like those little like ski warmers. Yeah. That you'd wear for skiing. Right. It was a little lump. It wasn't, you know, so it wasn't, it was a lump of coal would get dirty. He hadn't perfected it yet. Yeah. He was that close. I assume you put in like a, you could put in a cloth or something. Oh, you're smarter than me. I would, I wouldn't just keep the coal allowed. That would be bad. Well, that's true. But I gotcha. Okay. So yeah. So there it is. So, um, all right. Miscellaneous magic items. Yes. What's to be said about what's to be said about them? Magic they items? are the they are the thing that makes this game they, super fun. They spice up the game. Right. They it, are the game. They are, and there's so many of them. And as some of our listeners have said, 
on earth the, the book that shall be named not be named has more of them, but basically um, they provide you know just like Orlo's the indolent 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 yeah indolent. Um, I say that like I know that, I don't know. We well, know we just looked it up. In, in Orlo Dolan? the indolent. I think that's the good. indolent. Yeah. But the, most of the magic items, just by sheer volume of names, are the miscellaneous magic, and they range from the ridiculous to world breaking. Not world breaking, but uh, you know, game changing. The portable hole is an example, which I you know is one of those magic items that will change the way your players play. And as we were talking about. Um, you know, one of the challenges early level adventurers have is carrying all their stuff. Bag of holding is great, but the portable hold not only can carry, you know, you get into situations you need to get the whole party somewhere. One character uh, opens the hole, everyone gets in the hole, they close it, they walk in, they open it again, all of a sudden your party's gotten through a sticky situation that would... They or, they're, or they're dead. Or they're dead if they forget to open it, which is another pro tip. If you have players in a trapped, sealed hole, you should probably give them air. And what I think, or necklaces of adaption. You want to talk about what really bothered one of our player characters because he had a necklace of adaption. That's where you will, can go through things very well. Like, what is this? So. Well, a necklace of adaption allows you to go play without breathing and all these other things. Right, right. So that was his. That was his go-to thing. He would put the hole out, jump in, close the hole. He could stay in there for hours if he wanted to because he had the necklace of adaption, and then he'd pop himself out when he thought it was safe. So. It, they, this this wear will be able to ignore all gases of all sort and which affect creatures through respiration, breathe under earth, or even exist in airless spaces for seven days. No, oh, very nice. Right. So he was sad when the uh, gray ooze fell on it, or was it gray ooze or green slime fell on it and it failed to save it. Nah, okay. Get, all right. All right. So get, roll a die six. Let's let's give an example here. Oh, of okay. a, right. Of yeah. A, we'll absolutely. go table. We'll do the last special. We'll do, will be a six. Three. All right. Table three. So we now need a percentile. I'm not gonna look. Yeah, 87. 87. A javelin of piercing. Oh, javelin of piercing. Now there's a parenthesis next to that, and maybe you could explain with a letter F what F? that means. That means it's uh, for you. Yeah, my right. That's F for you. F for you. Right. For anyone. For anyone. Okay, you're giving bad information. Oh, that's right? not we it. We know you're giving bad information. Oh, okay. So right, so this indicates the for, character classes, yeah. right? Oh, okay. So yes. A fighter could use it. The only fighters. Could only use fighters, it. right? Some, if it has no parentheses. Well, no, that's not true. Because if it says any, then any can use it. But I assume also, if it has nothing next to it, any can use it. But then some have a C, some have an M. So there are some miscellaneous magic items that only certain character classes can and use. And this is a difficult thing for beginning players and DMs is because a lot of the magic restrictions are in the player's handbook. So for uh, illusionists, it says what magic items you can have. And then the other case in the DMG, it says what are restricted. So for instance, we talked about that the illusionists have certain wands that they can use. But one of the wands that's not listed in the illusionist is wand of paralyzation, even though they're the ones who cast paralyzation. They can I, cast paralyzation. I believe I read somewhere, because I actually did do some research, that any subcategories can use it. So anything, yes. right? The print, so any parentheses, so if it's a fighter, right? That means any paladin or ranger. And if it is a thief, then it could be assassin. I mean, our, our no, dealer. you're exactly right. right. It's, it's typically that. But in the illusionist um, description, it says specifically what they can use. So in this case, it says illusionist. Uh, they can use 
All rings, all potions, not restricted to fighters, illusionist scrolls, and magic user scrolls, which contain spells usable by illusionists. We talked about that, mm -hmm. the challenge of that. They have to learn read magic or get read magic. Right. Uh, rod of cancellation, staff of striking, wands of enemy detection, fear, illusion, magic detection, metal, and mineral detection, secret door, and trap detection, wonder. The, the wand of paralyzation is not on here. But if you look in the table, there is so, Wand of Paralyzation. And it says an M. It says M. Which would suggest they can use it. Well, this, this, the DMG would suggest right. they could use it, but it's and, not listed and in then the, the other handbook. interesting part of that, and people, Javelin is pretty cool as long as, yeah, 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 you need to know the command word. Oh, wait, you need to know a command word for Javelin or Piercing? Apparently. I oh, for, I knew that for uh, Wands. Yeah. You need to know, so you need to know a command word. Is that just, I wonder if that's listed I was just, just? I was just finishing my big thing here. Oh, so sorry. it's okay. I, I cut you off all the time. So paralyzation, th there is a wand of paralyzation, right. right? The magic user, there is no spell paralyzation. Well, but so what's the problem? So I can't... Illusionists have the spell of paralyzation. So this is, there's some, I'm not saying discrepancy. You have to be, you, it's going to take a little parsing. To but do wands, do wand, are wands only supposed to line up with the spells that can be used? In the, well, how, who made it then is the question. You typically, wand of magic missiles, the magic user casts magic missile and then does permanency on it or something, enchant an item to make it. Oh, so I always thought of the wands, and I hadn't given a lot of thought to wands, but I, I never thought of wands as necessarily necessarily lining up specifically with spell. I mean, I know there's a wand of magic missiles, but I just figured the wand, wand does certain fire, magic things. Wand of illusion, all of them have, I've always put it, I mean, I guess you could be right, that they've aligned to oh. some type of spell. Like a spell store? Right, basically. If, oh. And if you look at the enchant an item and you read about it in the uh -huh. DMG, it talks about casting the right spells on it. Now, I guess you could argue what would be the spell that we put on there. Well, I would rule that a magic user can use the Wand of Paralyzation because it has an M. Right. The well, fact the, that it clearly can't use it. Right. it the challenge is it says under Illusionist, that's not a spell, that's not a wand that's designated that they can use. Well, I guess you have to go back to the DMG trumps. Right. That, right. Would, that would be fine. But then if you do, then a lot of these other M's they could use as well, which you'd have to be okay with. I think I would be okay with that because the DMG, you know, trumps and I like to be, you know, do More things in favor of the players. That way when there's a TPK, I say, hey, I did everything I, I could. I did everything I could. Is that a mic? It's like... That's the Vic Dorso school. The Vic Dorso school. The Vic Dorso exactly. School. We learned I, that. You killed yourself. DM pro tip. That's, that's right. a DM pro that's, tip. That's right. You killed yourself. I didn't kill you. That's right. You killed you. No, it wasn't the scenario I set up. It was you walking through the scenario. Blame the, right. vi blame the right. victim. Blame basically. the victim. The DM pro tip. Blame the victim. And he, and he complains that we only ha gave him evil tendencies. Yes. <laughs> should be thrilled with just evil that's tendencies. Awesome. This is like the most... This is like the best view... Of Dorso you could have, don't you think? The most charitable. Uh, I've only met. I've only I'm met him once. He's a very, he's very nice. No, he's, we're talking. We're joking about his right. DMing style. We're joking about. And it. he's amazing. He's an amazing DM. Right, and and we're and and you know, I got somewhat. A few of my players thanked me for 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 a great session where they died. I didn't get to the level of Carlos where we felt like we were going to clap after like a performance. Uh, well, no, but it, Vic's the same way. I had a great time. Oh, is, oh, I survived. That's right. No, Vic is the same way because he has a photo of him next to a guy, a player down south by the name of Danny, and Danny's smiling, mm -hmm. and I made some, some, you know, crack about, oh, was this the before, <laughs> you know, before picture? 
And he said, no, that was actually after. Was after. And I'm like, wow, you know you're a good DM. That's right. When you kill your characters and then they pose with a picture with you right. smiling, they thank you for killing them. Right. That's when you know you're good. Thank it, you. It's a pleasure. It's not a picture of you looking, of the guy looking down at you after he's pushed you down as a DM and he's about to throttle you because you killed this character. Right. right. That's right. No, exactly. That's very good. Right. Interesting. Okay. Um, you want to roll one more? Uh, yeah, let's trip? do it. Let's, let's, let's see. do it. One more and then we'll call this, we're going to get on to the next thing. Three. I've heard a lot about this Eye of Vecna. That's a that's an artifact. We we talked about. That's what I remember last week. <laughs> oh, here have I heard Eye of Vecna oh, before? Sixty. Your own show. Sixty. The Horn of Valhalla. Ah, Horn of Valhalla. This is a great. Oh, and it has. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It has asterisk next to it. Yes, it does. Double for a oh bronze horn, triple for an iron horn. Well, how do we know if it's bronze or? Would you have to go to it? You have to go it? to this. Yes. Let's go to it. I know nothing of the Horn of Valhalla. This is on page 147. But I've learned a lot about it. There's four varieties it. of it. Each summons a number of berserkers from Valhalla to fight the, for the character who summoned them by blowing the horn. Each variety of the horn can be blown once every seven days. The horns all appear to be normal instruments until their command word is discovered. Oh, yeah. There's a So if you need a command word, unlike wands, which you oh, ha- always... You have to look up then. It would have to indicate under the magic item if you need a command word, it sounds like. That's right. It's not like automatic probably. Not everything, most things have it, but in that case, you don't know that for a fact. Okay. So uh, what's interesting, one of our, they are currently, even though the character, some of them died, uh, they did find a horn of Valhalla. It's a very powerful one, um, but they don't know the command word at this point. Oh, and that's going to be very hard. Well, how do you find that? We've talked about this before, but I mean, if, if you just have a horn, yep. so I, I go to, I find, there's a horn of Ahala yep. at the, you know, in the, in the bargain bin, and it says, sorry, yeah, that's no, a, no password. That's a, with, yeah, that's a big problem then. It's like when, when you buy these items that are, um, they're imperfect. Yeah, the, yeah, seconds and new old stock and that kind of right. thing. Right, so this one comes without a password. <laughs> And we don't know who the prior owner was, so right. you can't like ask them. We just know nothing. Right. What legend so you lore? Start with le- you have to do legend lore, where you get a poem, which is always fun as a DM. You have to create poems on the fly or, or oh, cryptic boy. riddles on the fly. That nothing says uh, fun like uh, doing that. And legend lore is going to cost you some money, so this is going to be this amount. thing's going to be discounted. Right. This is going to be huge. But amount. if you have it, legend right. lore. Right. If you have you're it. like, oh, this is a bar. I'll buy this. Right. You'll get it. That's the that's the DIY. It's like a fixer upper. There should be like an auction in our fictional little town. Mm-hmm. We should have like a monthly auction. Of That's like all people crap. would do then. They would just buy magic items and try to sell them. Yeah, but, but this is like this is the junky stuff. Okay. It's like we have a like horn that- of Valhalla, but no password. <laughs> Opening bid, right? Two gold pieces. That's right. Two gold From the magic user in, in the back. back. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Saul. <laughs> I'll take one. That's right. Three gold pieces. Yeah. <laughs> But so what's interesting with this is so they're trying they have to try to figure it out and uh, 50% of these horns are aligned and will be summoned only fighters at their alignment. A radical difference will cause oh. a horn blower to be attacked by the fighters. How's that for That's fun? That's fantastic. Isn't that awesome? Gygax always just slides that last line That's in right. there, doesn't he? Do, 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 do. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you got. You know how they say it's. You know you always got to keep reading, right? Because right. that last sentence. You know, 
Gygax, that is so true. It's, it's really, it's like the last line is always like, oh, by the way. I think this is where, you know, if he wasn't a professor, because, you know, those professors always say you have to read all the instructions before taking the test. This mm -hmm. is the perfect example of that. Because you read it first, like, oh, this is awesome. Yes. Every seven days, look at these fighters. And, and, it's, and by the way. I'm blowing the, this thing. Right. And I got the command. <laughs> blow it immediately. Oh, they're chaotic evil. Oh, I'm the last dead. sentence. That and would be a good game comprehensible death segment. That would be. Hala, right? Four berserkers appear and kill you. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> so, all right, yeah, that's a good one. That's funny. I that, like that. That is so. So, yeah, depending on what it is, not everyone can use it. So it says here, usable by any class, CFT. So uh, once it goes above brass, only clerics, fighters, and thieves. Once above bronze, clerics and fighters, and irons, fighters. And um, so, going back to your command word thing. Instead of, well, I did add something. I said, well, this, one of the other items they found there, I said it was from the great northern king and that this horn was from the king. So they know they need to speak with dead with the king to get the, the command word. So that's what they're working on. So basically, so your party, they show they find a horn. And I go, oh, a horn? What is it made of? That's Silver? Ah. Oh. Well, no. But I then anyone, because anyone can use it? First, oh, wait, I no, say, it appears to be normal. Until the command word is discovered. Oh, right. And then they're like, oh, all right. What is it? It's like, oh. So you do identify, like, oh, this is, or your legend lord. Or, yeah, or, yeah, you do I, identify. Yeah, and it's I a give, horn of Valhalla. I'll let them know it's a horn of Valhalla. Now okay. you got to do, okay, we don't have a command word. Well, and with, they did legend lore, and I did let them know it's iron, and it was from the king. So then so, they do speak with dead. So basically. It, and then if soon this, the king tells them the truth, they would, they would be able to use it. So the auction could be like, we have a horn here. Mm -hmm. We know nothing about it. Right. Nothing. We don't know. <laughs> Opening flip this. It's not the storage wars. It's basically Basic, storage wars. Right. right. You, this you wizard must... defaulted on his storage payment. Right. That's right. We found it. We've got a first up as a horn. Or a past the pearl auction. Yeah. People come. He's been foreclosed on. Well, no, no or that. <laughs> or people, they, you know, when people pawn things, they go yes. get it identified, but they don't have the money to pay for it. Yes. They went, here, identify this, and they never come back because they get killed. Right. And so Saul has all these items right. that he identified that he passed a pearl already for that he's now... He's trying to now he's he's trying trying to unload. He's trying to unload them. So he's at a pawn shop, too. Well, of course. Right next door. Because, he, well, he's there, you, that's part... It, once you realize how crappy it is, you may sell it right then. If that, that's where the money is. The money's not in the pearl passing. I'll give you two copper for it. Right. And, and if he's shady, I'll give you one copper. So is this the Horn of Valhalla? Like, oh man, I don't have a. You need a command word for that. Right. Yeah. And, okay. All right. I don't I'll give know. Give me two it. copper. Yeah. I'll, I, I don't have legend lore. I don't have that. Yeah. Well, that's high, high level. Yeah, he's like twelfth level. I'm a first. Oh, I'm are you kidding level. me? I know nothing about that. Right. But you know, maybe if you hand in a couple other things, I'll kind of figure it out. But uh, yeah, give me. I'll give you twenty gold because it looks cool. Right. And, and then, then he, it goes they, to auction. And then he throws in a bin with all the other horns of Valhalla. For, for the monthly. <laughs> Or no, you're right, it's just it's either the auction or he does both, he sells it at his It's like Raiders of the Lost Ark where they just have all these boxes of magic items that people have just tossed back, yeah. Yeah, just like rows and rows, rows of in like cardboard boxes, right. like bankers boxes. Yeah, they're just stuffed like, full of magic you items. you know, 2732. Exactly. Open up. Yep, throws it What's in here? And then you go, they take them to auction and it's, you know, they briefly describe what's in the box and you auction it and then you get it and then you have to go figure it out. Right. That sounds like a great beginning of an adventure. You, the party shows up at past the pearl. They're given money by a benefactor to auction for a box. They find a random thing and they have to go figure out how to do it. Find the command word, right, or something like that. That that sounds amazing. Find that's, the command. You got a, a horn. Great, that's a great adventure. Right. I'm writing it down.
in search of the command. Someone Lord. make that adventure, right? You go to Saul's past the pearl, and what? And, 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 and if get you get a box. If you make it, irrespective, and you just hand over to us the copyright, right. irrespective of its quality, we will, will publish it. And publish means just putting a PDF version of it on, right. online. Yeah, we, we'll we will do save that. as PDF. <laughs> we, we will take the effort to save as save as adventure. <laughs> We could do that for you. That'll Absolutely. be his title, Adventure. <laughs> That's right. That would be awesome. All right. Okay. Let's see here. So, so yeah, that would be a great adventure. All right. So, so there's a whole bunch. We can't go through all of them. Put down in the comments if there's a specific magic item. Do you want? You want I'd like to do a shout-out. Yes, let's do a shout-out. So we need a better name for it. We need to think of a segment for it. Or maybe like our Horn of Valhalla segment. The Horn of Valhalla segment. That's it right. doesn't really shout-out. What shouts out? Uh, magic Mouth. Magic Mouth, our Magic Mouth shout-out segment. Okay, Magic Magic shout Magic shout-out mouth. Magic Magic shout-out. <laughs> need out to mouth? work on it. Yeah. How about the Magic Mouth shout-out? Magic Mouth shout-out. Okay. Okay, the Magic Mouth would like to give a shout-out to Ron. Ron, yep. One of our listeners, listeners and viewers. And I, it's so fun to say listeners when it's actually true now. That's true. It's fun. Listeners. You mean yeah. the, you'll get to you add the do S? Plural. That's right. Yeah, that was embarrassing when Carlos caught me using the same material. <laughs> The next week, That's right, that yeah. was embarrassing. You, now we can save listeners. I didn't think people would listen to multiple shows. Okay, so he's, he drew up some ma new magic items, which just a shout out to him, because I read through these are very entertaining, right? Sword of Variable Damage, Sword of Light, Swords of the Races. My personal favorite, the Boomerang Dagger. That's right. Plus one. And it has the Australian tie into it that you can throw it and it comes back. Absolutely, absolutely. Potion of Undead Mimicry. So I just wanted to give a, a shout out because those were uh, some very entertaining. And Ron, if you're out there, if you listen to this, if you want us to publish this on our site or put it on the link, please let us know because we, we would do that. Yep. Saw of Mighty Cutting. I like the, tra the tracking ointment was good too. Leave a magical markings. It's a cream-like substance that allows the user to leave like magical markings which are visible only to the user on any solid surface, even underwater because you, you know what if you do that then uh-huh right so you can leave you can leave a trail right. right so that means that you'll be able to get out right meaning you'll be able to find your way out basically yeah. and unlike what it says in the player's handbook if you use a string and bread comes the monsters will take them and and uh you oh that's right or no or they won't and you know of course this will happen that's right the, yeah the troll will pick it up i'm We're, heading my way back now showing the classic 102 where the fighter's putting string out and the uh well you know that's a matter of debate who's putting this, who's doing what so i think there's been a lot of contention. oh it's like one of those pictures where they're going up and down at the same time you can't tell which way the picture is going well no it's it's who lays so in other words oh is well, so the, the is troll the, seems to have is the troll laying it out or i think the, the troll is laying it out Ooh. but but what could happen too is what would be fun is but but you don't know that the troll could have picked it up so this fighter could have laid the string down and the troll found it at the beginning and is now around the corner and it's almost like fish can feel a little tugging. Oh, I got you. Knows it's coming. So the, the oil of ointment would, of course, prevent right. what's about to happen. Very useful. In this class. And why is he venturing alone? Because he's a dead man. Well, what, do you notice that most of, the, most of the monster pictures are attacking a single character? Right. Which and, is, and murdering them. And murder. I love it, right? right. Like you the, love uh, that. the Sturgis picture right. the Sturgis is a classic. Picture, right. Um, and I just saw the giant wasp attacking poor guy. Don't, don't adventure don't alone. Don't adventure alone. So, um, David, which by the way, this is, this is our Magic Mouth shout out. 
this is going to be a new segment, so I don't know how loud I can make it. Um, we want to thank David, our Thane Australia, because he is our newest patron. Did you oh, know that? I did not. I, I, no, well, you, you, you did told me. You didn't tell me, actually. So, but the, I thought I to make something. it sound for the no, show. No, so thank you again for uh, David and our other patrons to help us out. We really appreciate it. We, um, we're just flabbergasted that folks would support the show. So thank you to him. Um, it is, I was able to get this new shirt with the money. That's right. No, we're hoping Ralph Lauren <laughs> is going to support it. That's not going to happen. I'm going to take a picture again and send it to Ralph. I Twitter them. Every time we have a show where we wear a Ralph Lauren yeah. shirt, I send it. When are they going to give us some money? Yeah. Or, or tell us to go off the air because our sales in the United States since we've been wearing these shirts. Oh, that's what that meant. I got to get it now, right? So pay us to stop wearing. Right. Because we're, we're, killing we're hurting the brand. We're killing you. We're killing them. <laughs> They're going down. That's right. This we're going to keep wearing this until you pay us. It's like blackmail, corporate blackmail. I love Ralph Lauren. I, love I wear Ralph. it all the time. That's right. You can't be this fashionable without Ralph. If you, if you, if you like this look, yeah. Ralph Lauren. If you want to be like James and Dan, <laughs> wear Ralph Lauren. Hold on. We're waiting. Uh, Shall we ask for it in Bitcoin? Uh, of course. That's right. And give us 10 Bitcoin and we will go away. <laughs> stop wearing. Stop. Oh, they're on Twitter. Please, for the love of God, stop wearing our shirts. That's well, all. Yes, we're transferring Bitcoin now. <laughs> Incoming. Wow, Ralph Lauren's a patron now. They're going to pay us every month not uh-huh. to wear their things. Okay, so, what's, our, what's our... We have more segments. We do have more segments. You need to get there, right? Because I, I wanted to take you through a grim tooth trap. That's yeah, let's say. go through the trap. Oh, do you want to do that? Yeah, let's do that now. So I bought... I, but before we do, saw, saw uh, David, who is our patron, saw of mighty cutting. Where did that come from? I have no saw idea. Saw of mighty cutting? Yes, that is. That's such a thing? Yes, it is. See, I don't like learning about these, though, because I want to just discover this, them. This notched adamantite blade is 12 feet long and over 1 feet wide. It requires 1800 greater strength to operate alone, or two persons, 17, to work in tandem. The blade will slice through a 2-foot thick hardwood tree in one turn, 4-foot tree in three turns, or a 1-foot diameter tree in but three rounds. After six turns of cutting with the saw... Any character or creature must rest for six turns. So, okay. I think it's good. Why do I need a saw of cutting? Apparently, and mighty cutting. It's not just cutting. Well, if I was a lumberjack, I mean, right. so I would quit adventuring by the saw cutting. And the fact that it's giant. You have to carry this thing around. What are you going to do with that? Well, if you get somebody else, hole, though, but if you get somebody else, so could I, should I retire, find somebody else, and go into forestry? Uh, they, they, you could. And if you, maybe you start as a forest, the secondary skill. Forest, right, and husbandry. Well, if there's one person who would know what to do with the saw cutting, I think it's David Thompson. Because right. he knew the push spell. He does. If he knew something with the push spell. So give us a reason why we would need that thing, because I don't, quite frankly can't think of any legitimate reason why you'd want that. So what are you showing us now? So I, I'd heard so much about Grimtooth's traps. I, I bought the first one. It's a reprint. Okay. First 101. Just because I thought it would be entertaining. Right. Just to, I, I think traps are terrible, but I think that uh, a lot of these are quite <laughs> funny. So, do you have a copy of Grim Two's Traps? No, I do not. Well, I, Vic, see, and again, Vic says, you know, Vic, like, pulled out his copy. It was right there. Like, he's, right. it's always with him, and he's right. upset that we gave him evil tendencies. Right. If you own Grim Two's Traps and you use it, you're at least evil tendencies. I intend, when you leave, to grab yours and see if you notice it. But probably not. You should use some of these. Okay, ready? Yeah. So, um, what am I doing? You're walking down. You're alone. Okay. You're a, uh, you're a magic user. I so cast just... teleport and leave. 
You didn't memorize. Did you tell oh. me you memorized that spell? I have memorized all you spells. You didn't tell me that I when have, we started the adventure. I have a school of teleportation. already started. I have a potion of gaseous form. You're walking down. <laughs> I don't want to walk. Can I, can I chasse, peruse? You're trying. You, you, you can't beat the Grimtooth's Trap. You can try. Just to let you know, this only. This feels like a railroad. I feel like. That's the great thing about these. <laughs> no, no, no. These only have this trap. I just I just picked the trap right okay. basically. I'm sorry. It I'll, only, I'll play seriously. It only has two skulls next to it. Oh. I think the max What's the, what's maybe the rating? Is, How many skulls? What's the skull rating? It looks like oh, here's one with four. So it could be much worse. Oh, there's one with five. Okay. So it could be much worse. So on the scale of one to five skulls with one being the easiest, five most deadly, I assume. This I is the two skulls. Yes. So this is only two. Okay. So you're walking down a corridor. Right. All of a sudden a stone ball comes bouncing down the center. Mm -hmm. But you do see there is a little bit of space to the left and to the right. What do you do? Go left. Okay, you, the ball comes at you and it disappears, it's just an illusion. But on the wall were a bunch of spikes with poison. So you need to do a save against poison because oh. you've now been punctured uh, on the wall. Okay. So give me a roll. Two. Two. Oh. Okay, so your character's dead. I had an 18. You saw it. It was like 18. It, did. 18. it was 18 and it tilted over. So, yeah, no. So, there was some sorry. There was poison. You didn't see, figure that out? There was poisoned. It was pretty obvious, I thought, that there would be little poison, little spikes things on the. Uh, I, don't the think you, I don't think you described it properly. Well, no, they're very tiny. They're, micro, they're hypodermic spikes. That's fine. Exactly. That's fine. Well, let's see. Oh, no, you're dead. Let me see. So, uh, the coral. Many small. Poison-coated spikes. Hmm. You're dead. What do you think of that? That's good. That's I, good, what do you I, think? I, but that would be funny. That would be. Can I just, can I leave now like most of the players do when we do stuff like that? Don't be upset. I'm not upset. No, you are. You're clearly upset. Hey, listen, I'm, you know, you're supposed I to die. I spent so much time with this character. You're supposed to die. I now have, what I'm upset about is I have to write up this character so I can put him on the in-memoriam page so I can just, <laughs> no, now i got a lot more work to do. We're going to do one of these in an episode, I think. This is going to be a recurring one, your oh. character. So. Uh, I think we've done what we want to do as far as we talked about Grimtree's Trap. So let's do our suggestion of the week. Suggestion. So, uh, Dan, what is your suggestion for the week? So, my suggestion is a book called The Tome of Mighty Magic. Oh, The Tome of Mighty Magic. The okay. Tome of Mighty Magic, which I'm holding up for our viewers. This was a publication by North Pole Publication. I'm sure you've heard of them. No. It, is, uh, it was published in 1982. And I like how it puts first printing. It doesn't say edition. First printing, second revised printed third printing, so it makes it sound like it was very popular, right? which I think is something we should follow uh, when we publish things. And what it is, it's additional spells. I think they printed three of them. You have, the third, you, think you, you have the third one. You don't, it's right, you don't even know. I mean, the revised printing edition printed was probably because there were typos. Oh, right. <laughs> revised, new and updated. That's what we're going to, we have typos. That's we'll right. Well, our whole podcast is a, a typo, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and you have no idea how many were printed, but so I got this off of uh, the eBay. Yes, the eBay. And it's additional spells. And uh, here, just to give you a sense, here, do you want to just, you tell me when to stop. Okay, Okay. stop. Oh, oh you mean, uh, I, I want yeah, you stop, to stop. Stop <laughs> I want the podcast. You, I want you to stop a long time ago. Okay, That's and good. then uh, I'll just point. Okay, this spell is duplicate animal. 
Okay. This, bill, this spell will make an exact duplicate of any natural animal. The animal duplicated must be alive. No duplicate can be made while there is another duplicate in existence. Duplicates cannot be duplicated. So that's to give you a sense of the and, kind of... And these are, uh, these are just for... Eight, this was 1982, so this would be... AD&D was out, so they knew about that. Correct. Is it an AD&D supplement or is it agnostic? It's agnostic. Okay. So it's for any, it's for any role-playing, you know, fantasy role-playing system. Here's one, nosedive. Nosedive. When the caster of this spell touches a creature, it must run for the nearest pit or any drop of at least 10 feet and make a dive. Hmm. <laughs> you're not you're, safe? you're not, I'm at minus two. Oh, wow. You're not as entertained as me. And there's one where your helmet, the, your opponent's helmet, is oh, it gets, enlarged. It gets super big. So you can't see. <laughs> For those who are watching, you can see that. Let me scroll up a little bit. So, oh, that's going to come up. You'll see it up on the uh, exciting cam here. Yep. So there it is. His helmet's way, way larger. Very nice. I that's, think these are hilarious. Those are good. You're not as entertained as me, but I think But it's... you know what kind of spells I like. I don't like push. Right. I don't like I think... mending. I like fireball. Here's a spell called Headache. When directed at a spell caster, all of his spells will take twice as long to cast due to a headache. Oh, that's not too bad. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say if you listen to this podcast, you'll get a headache. And you'll think we're casting, we should, yes, we're casting the headache spell, right? <laughs> we are the headache spell. Uh, this, this one I found very interesting. No trespassing. When a spell caster uses this informational spell, he'll be able to determine whether or not he is trespassing on private property. Wow. That, well, that fits up your alley completely. That's good. I is, there, is there a, so uh, many uh, questions? What is that? The, the statute finder. Right. What statute yeah. am I violating? Ask, right. Ask a lawyer. <laughs> Ask a, <laughs> a lawyer. No, this is, this is map it. Map it allows this. Good. Map it allows. It sounds like a game. It map does. it allows a spellcaster to travel at normal speed through a dungeon without being forced to slow down to map. A map of the area the caster is walking through appears upon a specially prepared scroll in the caster's possession. Mm. That's really good. Don't you? And look. Yes. Oh, and one more. I know our, our viewers are getting tired. Even Vic's long gone. Seasoning allows the spellcaster to alter the flavor of food. Thus, an old crispy fried troll's foot can be made to taste like a gourmet dinner. Well, the problem with the troll's foot, it would be regenerating, so you wouldn't want to eat that. Oh, that's true. Oh, in your stomach? Yeah, that would be horrible. That sounds macabre. That part I liked. But there are flavor cantrips in that book that shall be not named. Oh, so this book was ahead of its time. It was. This was the... Oh, Guy, are you suggesting that Gygax... I'm not suggesting anything. Okay. But you, 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 you could infer that. So uh, maybe I will like some of the spell. I, well, I think I would like cantrips. Like I think beak. Right. That's a good, that's, that seems very useful. I, I think those are good. I think. And those are fun. I, think. I hope when you run your game, all your magic users use the You can those use spells. this. This right. is in No, play. I won't use it. I want your, the NPCs yes. that we fight against use those. Okay. I'll be against using you? Fireball. And They'll magic be using missile. seasoning. That's right. I want them to try to <laughs> touch. taste. I want them to touch people to have them jump in a pit. I want them to come from the back and do that. Well, that you would, fireball them. That's right. That would be great. They're doing a duplicate animal. <laughs> there's two badgers. But only if there's not another badger in existence. That's right. It, it makes it sound like that no one else could have ever duplicated. I mean, 
it sounds to me like... Oh, at, at all. At all. That's what it said. Oh, that's right. So I guess if it fails, then you know there's it's a like duplicate the badge or something. That's right. That's two. It can only be... Well, it can only if be, it fails. Yeah, why? What's wrong like with Highlander. this spell? It's like Highlander. There can be, be only, only one. one. There can be only two badgers. It's, well, only one duplicate. Only one duplicate. There can be there, only there can one. Be, there can be multiple badgers. There can only be one duplicate. Right. That could be another great adventure. Finding the duplicate whatever. Why are you doing this? Why am I doing what? Finding the duplicate. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't, maybe because Why not? the magic user's cat died and wants another kind of his cat, but wanted a duplicate. Oh. And, but can't oh. because the duplicate. This was ahead, you're right. This is ahead of his time. It's like cloning. Cloning. Right. So, so Saul could right. cast it. I could see Saul using this spell. Right. Like He's, to replace Pookie the cat. Right. The cat, his beloved cat's about to die. He tries to cast duplicate animals so he can have another exact thing. So this is the adventure now, yeah. And he uh, can't because he's got someone else's copy of oh, the cat and already. And it's like the king, so he's got a lot of money. Right, so you have to go murder the duplicate cat. Right. Okay. See? It is good. That's I think, my suggestion. Actually, I think that's a pretty good adventure. To let us know at Info at Grogtop if you think that's good. See? This thing is full. Duplicate cat. You know what's good for great. one shots? That's what it's good Somebody for. Somebody else said that. I disagree with you. Okay. I think this should be part of the regular list. Okay. Homicidal mania. That sounds good, doesn't it? That sounds like our, our people who listen to this podcast, they're like, please, they're becoming homicidal mania. Right. All right. Okay. So that's your suggestion. And a great suggestion. So well, my suggestion. No, it's good. I like it. Okay. There's, that's flavorful. So the, uh, like the, like the, the smell. smell, seasoning. So here I'm holding up the uh, dun- d- d- advanced, dungeon, advanced Dungeons & Dragons Dungeon Master's Adventure Log. So you've never used this? No. Wow. Okay. So my suggestion is that you should get this. And it's very useful. A, it's old school. Okay. I may have two of these. I may give you one. Well, I'm, gonna fail my, I'm only going to get it if I fail my save. Okay. So should we find out? Yeah. No, you're a 19, not, I'm not getting it. You're not getting it. That's fine. Well, then... I don't want it. Already, the cover is evocative. Why is it, The cover is evocative because you see the fighters, the players. There's more than one. Smart. Fighting a knoll by itself. The dumb for the knoll. Right. But look right above it. The lair. There's creatures above and below it. That's awesome. Wait, and this looks like Errol Otis to me. Does this look like... I believe so. Oh, is that his mark? I believe it is. That Yeah, because I love the artwork. It's great. Oh, so, yeah, look at that. What is that? I'm that's not, not sure. A, that's not a gimmering... Those are cool. So that's on the front. And then it shows you how to use this product. It gives you the different types of armor. Oh, it I looks need like. this. Wait, no, you failed your save. You made oh, your save. You make it when you don't want to. Can you, if you don't want to make a save, can I, you just, just like take I, me? I think you can automatically fail. Right, okay. I think you can. Because that's basically what you're doing when you're allowing someone to cast Cure Light Wounds on you. You could argue that. You're allowed. You're basically. Does it say to, save on, on no, the spell? No, well, cause light wounds. You you have right. to make a saving throw, but you could allow people. Some people may like undead don't want cure light wounds, so right. that would be the opposite. They would could make a save or they do get. Hit. They could. Does yeah. it say save in there? They could make it. It has a to hit roll then at that point. Oh, so it's still a roll. So it has all the charts, similar charts, experience points. Are any of these? None of these charts are new. No, they're from the DMG. Do you know that in the Remember the, the Goldenrod player characters yeah. sheets? Yeah. In that little booklet, there was some actual information, I think, which was additional information, which was, which was useful. Like how much uh, sacks could contain. Oh, okay. Large the, sacks. The gold, the uh, weight. Yeah. So, value. Okay. Right. So my point of that is that sometimes in these, there can be additional information, which is useful. Very good. So this is the adventure log. So you can you fill out the player's name, character's name, their items, 
their class and level. It keeps the marching order, the monsters that they've defeated, the light sources, the treasure oh, wow. they've gotten, unusual wow. events. And so you would have a log. You keep track of every is week. Is this your writing or is no. this from Premier you bought? This, no, this is from my friend. This, oh, this is, is your friend. Oh, in St. Pete? Yeah. That we're trying to return the, the MGT, right? Yeah, so you can see who these are. Nader Darf? Oh, I get it. Narf Dater. That's Look right. at that. That's right, Narf Dater. Or is it Nader Darf? It's Nader Darf. Nader Darf. He was lawful good. Oh, he's like the opposite. He's the opposite. Paladin. He's not Darth Vader. He's Nader Darf. That's why he's backwards. That's good. See? That is good. They were, they were, uh... Yeah, I like that. See, so this, that's my cousin. Oh. Playing Scarface. Okay. Neutral evil? You allowed evil? Well, who was DMing this game? I, I wasn't, I wasn't pure at this point. Oh, you weren't? This is my friend's thing before I started you playing. You have evil characters and, a, and you have a good yeah, character. No, they know? There's no paladins, so it doesn't matter. I know, but they're evil. That's so these are my friends. There's remember gonna be, isn't there remember a Kenny? This Kenny? Yeah, we're trying to return the book to him. He, yeah. He was usually the he DM. Why is he playing? I don't know who the DM was. It wasn't me. No, but there's going to be a personality conflict. That's true. Isn't there? There's me. Oh, there you are. That's right. I'm a first level cleric. You don't have a character. Where's your character name? Oh, I was a cleric illusionist gnome. Look what? at that. Look at that. That's not possible. What is that? How can you be a cleric illusionist? In, well, the book that shall not be named... Rename nameless. You were a gnome? I've You've been exposed. <laughs> <laughs> you are terrible. I was first level. That doesn't count. Oh my gosh, you were a gnome. Oh, and not just a gnome, a female gnome. You, wow. And I, confusion one time, I must have been like this, a sinivalent if I could This is like finding, you know, where they done cover evidence on a politician. Right. We've uncovered this information. See, these, are, these are the people I play with in, in Florida, Ray and Chris. And Why Kenny. are these guys not playing? Why are they, are they coming know, I to I the convention? I need to call. I need to reach out to them. Absolutely. So this is what you can do. So you have all these adventures. Mm -hmm. So I was an eighth-level ranger at some point. Etruscan. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe Vic got mad because you called him evil. I, th I think, yeah, he got set. So here you go. Oh, the weapons. Right, so at the Very end... Useful. Yeah, this is my crappy handwriting. So you can see Chris Sutton and Kenny. So we both share this. So here are the weapons. And it shows you what a glaive, a gi arm is. Oh, okay, very nice. And some of them have the pole arms as well. But here, the Vogues, the Spedum. Here's your Spedum, the infamous Spedum. That's how it works. Is that the one that disarms? Disarms, yes. If you hit right. ACA? So it looks like what it does is you stab it and spin it around, and it gets caught on these things. And that's why the arm the thing is disabled. Okay. Uh, dis, dis, disarmed. Here's your hammers. There you go. That's what it's trying to show you. Chance again. Very nice. Becoming lost. And then it shows you how to sample. Just in case you couldn't figure it out on your own, they give you... How to write the name. And what's interesting is look at the people who are playing. Oh, wow. Gene Wells, Lauren Schick, Tom Moldvay, Rebecca Moldvay, Joel Moldvay, Steve Marsh, Jeff Lisa. I don't know all these people, but these are obviously Dave Cook. These are obviously Helen Cook. Kevin Hendricks, these are obviously TSR people. Yeah. Very interesting. So I'm sorry you failed your save because this would have mm, been... A, I'll have to spend a lot of money on eBay on it now. Well, I, if you're nice, I may, get, I may have another Can I get copy. another roll? You can. You've been exposed again. 13, I didn't make it. You, yeah, you're I'm probably a first, first level fighter. fighter. Yeah, very good, very good. Uh, okay, I think this is a good time to wrap up here because, uh, so again, I'll post show this again the uh, Dungeon Masters Adventure Log. So, um, again, we want to thank our patrons. We want to, if you please link and subscribe. Uh, I, I'd love to say we're not obsessed with this, but it's fun to know that people are enjoying this. 
If you have any uh, comments, info at GrogCon or Twitter at GrogTalk. Um, I, I do check it frequently and try to contribute. There's a great conversation about AD&D and Surprise right now, which I have to catch up with, um, where we are... The next big event for us is July 27th, right? Gary Gygax Day. Absolutely. I'm, we're paying homage to our founder of our... It's his birthday, which was uh, decreed as Gary Gygax Day, and that's July 27th. Correct. What do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk a little bit about what we're planning for yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. So we are going to be holding a tournament uh, here in Orlando. And so if you are in the Central Florida area, we encourage you to please sign up. You can sign up for the tournament at our meetup site, which is where the Central Florida AD&D First Edition Grognards Guild. Uh, you can RSVP there. Uh, so uh, please show up. Uh, James is drafting an adventure for the tournament, which, That's right. which I'll be reviewing. And uh, uh, we did it last year. Yep. And it was a lot of fun. So for those people who did not have the opportunity to go through a tournament back in the day, yep. like a lot of us didn't, I didn't, uh, this is your opportunity to do so and uh, uh, win some swag, maybe. I don't know. Well, we're going to have swag, absolutely. There'll be at least two tables. And what's unique about this adventure that Dan and I work on is that these tables are, are in competition with each other. And what one table does will affect the other table. Right. So uh, we're working on that. And uh, if you're in the Orlando area, it'll be at Sci-Fi City, which is off of... Uh, uh, State Road 50 and 436, 436. area. And, and Sci-Fi City, for those of you who are local, uh, you probably know this, but Sci-Fi City was once Enterprise 1701, mm. the shop, yeah. which was the... That was your original place, right? Yeah, that was, you know, for so many of us, we bought our stuff right at Walden Books and, yeah. you know, right? And, B. Dalton's or whatever B. It was. Dalton's or yeah. maybe even a toy store. Yeah. Um, but Enterprise 1701 was a gaming shop. And I guess, you know, when gaming shops started to arise in the 70s and the 80s, Enterprise 1701 was Orlando's gaming shop, and it started out very small. And what was great about it is its street address, its number was actually 1701. And so that's why they call themselves Enterprise 1701 and ultimately became Sci-Fi City. So it's gonna be great to be able to go back and run a tournament at the Sci-Fi City, which used to be the great Enterprise 1701 back in the day. That's right, I'm looking forward to that. And we will be hosting Grog Talk there live at 10.30, because I think it opens at 10, will give us half an hour to set up. We'll be uh, broadcasting live this shenanigans there at 10.30, doing our abbreviated show for about an hour, and then we'll be running the tournament, so it should be a great day. So um, if you want to show up and heckle? That's right, yes. If you want to throw, things, throw things at us. <laughs> you stink. Stinky. It's, it's even worse in person. At yes. least, you know, I can distract myself with other things. So. Oh, we're trying to game over here. That's right. Oh, you guys yeah. be quiet? I'm sure there's going to be people. Yeah, the, there are people playing, so that's going to be interesting it's, what happens with that. It's going to be a little odd, isn't it? Because we're yeah. going to be sitting there. We think we're going to be sort of at the entrance. Right. As people are walking in, and here are two guys. Right. Just basically sitting there at a table talking. Our theme, what we're trying to do is do like ESPN game day. That's what we're trying to get right. at. So a little spoiler, we're trying to do that. I need to find a head of like a minotaur or something so you can right. pick. Who's going to win? the going to win or the player's going to win? Well, you know what we can do is as the players, once we know who the players are, we can comment on them. We can right. be like, well, you know, John plays a mean illusionist, right. but is, I mean, is this adventure really suitable for an illusionist? Right. Not a lot, like lot of unintelligent creatures. Does that play to his strengths? Or is right. he, you know, it's all about matchups in this. Right. Absolutely. So I think that's going to be a great segment, uh, or it's going to be horrible, and you're going to be bored to death. But with that said, uh, I'm looking forward to a, a great 
event in a few weeks, but until then... Oh, well, we have to roll to see how this episode Oh, was. yeah, I'm sorry. Well, considering the fact that we, we had two viewers and, and we lost one... That's not who true. ...who was going to have his... Jan- we no, have Van. six viewers. Rick Dorso has, has, has left. He even checked out, even when he was supposed to appear on the episode. It was so bad. <laughs> That's right. He didn't even want to hang well, around I said for it was minus one. It's minus one. Is we it said, minus one? Yeah, we're going to do minus one. All right. Nine. An eight. We got an eight still, which is... Which is not as good as... Uh, not as good as last week. Not as good as uh, uh, Baron Lysings. Right. But uh, pretty good. I feel that was... I feel we pulled it off at the that's, end. That's, that roll doesn't seem right. You want to average it with another one? No, I mean, no. The dice don't lie. Okay. But that just didn't feel like an eight. I, I just like figured if you wanted to fudge. I thought you wanted to fudge the numbers and just keep rolling until you get the number that you I want. I never fudge. There you go. That would be, oh. that would be, that would be terrible. So, didn't it feel like a three? It didn't feel as good as some of the other ones. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, I, I, I play music, and sometimes when you're playing, you don't think it's great, but then the audience thinks it's awesome. So mm-hmm. we shouldn't be so critical. Mm-hmm. Clearly, based on what we're doing, we should be critical of ourselves. Is it, that would be bad. No, no. <laughs> someone so, has to think we're good. Someone's got, good. We need, someone's got to be in our corner. <laughs> That's right. Might as well be us. Exactly. So, well, for Grog Talk, I'm James. I'm Dan. And we wish you a great, have a great week. This has been a Bushy Puppy production. All rights reserved.